What is up, everybody? This is Marshall from Limited Resources, and you are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Brought to you by Good Games. We're more excited than a shook can of fizzy pop. War of the Spark is bringing 36 planeswalkers. That's like a great golden shower of loyalty counters. It doesn't smell like this. Uh, the big question is, is mono blue offensive to Smurfs? Does Drake play Drakes? After being shunned in the porn world, a white weenie's now embraced by magic. You need to have very small hands. Speaking of very small hands, <laughs> a London mulligan is here to help. And so is Sevenland Hand. <laughs> So it's good when I small, get some laughs from you. Oh, how do I get the sm- oh, I how do I, small hands? How do I embrace, hey! how do I embrace a, a white weenie? <laughs> small hands. <laughs> Joining me on the podcast today are two men with large hands <laughs> and no inclination to multi six. The most impassioned orator of all, it's Aaron Graham. If things go poorly, I may have to mulligan to six at the end of this week. Oh, I just got one life. And with a shimmer of possibility, could it be? Yes. Pop him to get two cards. It's Mishka the Locket Martzel. The Locket. The Locket. The Locket. Ooh, that's a good nickname. Yeah, Do you want the Locket. Pop me to get two cards. Yeah. <laughs> pop and pop and Locket. Pop and Locket. Anyway, gentlemen, what's been happening in your respective worlds of geek this month since we spoke last? Uh, <clears throat> so you guys have heard of battle 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 royale games, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Travis. Producer Travis in the corner just perked up. He mm. loves. He's paying attention. A- he to loves this show. ape legs, which is what the the kids all call Apex Legends now. Ape legs. He loves player unknown. I call it battlegrounds. Ape, ape ten is what ape, I call it. Ape ten. Mm. Um, uh, player unknown battlegrounds. Fortnite, obviously, a very big one. Mm. Have you heard about this one where instead of shooting people and getting like the loot from when you kill them, you play Tetris with a hundred people? Uh. And you play Battle Tetris, where every time you clear a line, you send lines to someone else, and it's the last man standing. This is sounding like a, an abstract kind of Aaron interpretation of what oh would boy. normally be fun. Oh, <laughs> it is quite good. Where yes. did you find this? It's, uh, it's free on the... Oh, it's free, is it? It's That's free. a surprise. On the Nintendo Switch. Oh, easy. <laughs> it, it costs you... Say it again, go on. <laughs> if you pay for a subscription to, <laughs> <laughs> to the Nintendo Switch online <laughs> so- <laughs> You shill. <laughs> anyway, guys, buy a subscription to the Nintendo online service. It comes Ooh, with a free download of Tetris yeah, 99. Could. I think Nintendo will sponsor anybody these it days. It is <laughs> so fast. Right? It is really hard. And I've come second about five times. Wow. But second. So fast. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. It's really I've hard. second a bunch of, a bunch of times. No, I've played it about 100. I've played 100 matches. My life goal is to become come second so, in... In a relationship? Anything. Anything. Ow! I'm already there. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm coming yeah. third in my relationship, oh, actually. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, it's, uh, it's really intense. Battle Tetris, it speeds up. The music gets more and more faster and more intense as more people get knocked out. And there's a lot going on in there. It's, it's really fun. It, mm. uh, it, oh, I haven't sold it very well, but it is very I fun. I can imagine listeners everywhere just pausing the podcasting, running off to buy it. A smitch. A smitch. What's it called? A smitch. A smitch by Bing Kendo, <laughs> and um, playing this game that did it have a name? Tetris ninety nine. Something ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. It's good. I've gone to the past. Mishka, play help us out here. What have, what have you been doing? Um, other than magic, which is occupying almost all of my yeah, attention. Yeah, tell us about it. Um, I've been playing a bunch of uh, 
Dawn of Man, which is a civilization oh, building game. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, where you start as a like a, a Stone Age like family, basically, and mm. you have to expand into an Iron Age society, which has been fun, but like magic is still occupied most of my time. Yeah. Is that tabletop or console? No, sorry, it's a uh, PC. PC? Steam. PC. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Steam. It's pretty good, actually. Top, top selling game on Steam in the last week. Really? It's, it's outperforming all of the major, like, big title stuff, and it's like 30 bucks and is like like a lot of stuff in it. Mm. A lot of fun. But yeah, it still, it feels incomplete, though. That's, that's it, the only it does. It, it. it feels like an early access game. Um, what also feels like an early access game and has a similar thing, except it's the opposite because it's in space, is a game called Astroneer, which I've been playing. Astroneer? Yeah. That's you're strange. an astronaut and you what? walk around. And you scoop stuff up with your little what gun. is the Neo Minecraft bit? in space like engineer? Oh, engineer, astro near. It's like Minecraft in space, except instead of blocks, it's like Empty so you can vacuums. see. Uh, no, it's like you're, you're you're like you crash land on a planet and you're trying to build a rocket so you can go to other planets mm. and get resources from it and stuff. Um, uh, and and you have to make like your own engine. It's like Minecraft and mm. those kind of crafty survival games. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, but it's on another planet. Is it another planet? Yeah, <clears throat> sounds nice. How what for, what console do I get that on? Uh, you can get it on Xbox or oh. uh, Switch or not on Switch. Yeah, <laughs> it's on. <laughs> you get it on oh, X, Xbox or PC. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and it's free. That was twenty bucks, I think. Oh, Astroneer. Astroneer. Producer Travis, let's get that. It's fun. You can play multiplayer and build space bases mm. together. Did you do you finish reading American Gods? By the way, I'm hitting that. I hard did. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. It's good. It oh, I wasn't ago. sure if you kept on going with it. Yeah, I finished it. Oh, good. I, um, I, I left a couple months, uh, about a third from the end, because yeah, you started reading my book because you you said remember when you wrote to me you said oh please send me a book and I go eh. and you go no come on send me your book I'll read it and I said all right. Here it is. And that was about six months ago and I haven't yeah. heard anything about it. Was that why you stopped reading American Gods? I, I had to, well, I had to, deep. I felt like I had to finish American Gods first uh, before I started another thing. Sure, yeah. yeah. I, and I only finished American Gods like six weeks ago. Eight, yeah. eight so you six weeks into my book and how's well, that Well, then I've got lent a bunch of comics oh. and I had to read those first Yeah, because I was borrowing them from yeah. someone. Yeah. Whereas this is a digital copy of your book, oh, so it lasts okay. forever. Oh, I should have put him, given him the Dropbox thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should have printed it off. Oh, no, and lent it to me. Hmm. Uh, but that's, nah, that's right fine. after all my comics. I'm reading Last Days of American Crime, which Ooh. is quite good. Is this a, a, Dan's, a Dan's Comic Corner hot tip? Uh, I don't know. Uh, someone just came in and started buying comics recently, and me and her have just been swapping comics. So, oh, Is that a shout-out to Alana? Alana, uh, Alana <laughs> it sounds a- like a fake name, but Alana Cox has been, been Alana, very... Alana, shout-out to Alana. She's a lot of She's, fun. Great fun. And she's been lending me a lot of comics that yeah. I couldn't otherwise afford. Mm. Oh, I, hope she, I hope she listens. You have to tell her we'll give her a shout out. Oh, yeah. She's a lot sure. of fun to be around. Yeah. She's around her, having a chat, and all of a sudden you feel... Bubbly beyond levity. belief. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mishko, what's been happening? Other than... What we've been watching? Anything? No, I mean, not at all. Just magic. Just literally just You're magic. You're in the right magic place. coverage. Yeah. We're well, doing a magic podcast. Oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. Sometimes we bring people on, they're like, Magic? Well, we, we have a lot of magic to talk about. If, if, if that's it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just remembered. So apologies for the uh, uh, air conditioner noise. My last, that right my last thing is I've been watching a TV show called You're the Worst, oh. which is a comedy about a new relationship starting up about two people who are quite abrasive towards yeah. each other. It is fantastic. Is it, it is star anyone we know? No, not anyone that's, we know. That's how I... I've mm-hmm. talked about my model of what actors should be and actresses, actors... They should just train, like spend years getting ready, then appear in one thing and then quit. And then quit and then and do something else with their money. And we will, know, we will know of them just for that role. 
and it'll be completely convincing. So we're going, no, she's actually that person from that thing. It's not like it's oh, like what? Joffrey. Joffrey quit acting after Joffreying it up. Hated that. Yeah, because yeah, everyone cause hates getting hit in the street. But yeah. He's got a very punchable face, though. He does. What do you know? And he did a very punchable thing. job. No, he did a good job. Great job. No, no, he did. Nailed he was, it. I think, um, that's, I think that's credit to, in all seriousness, that's credit to him that he came over as such a hateable prick. In I, I think, yeah, that's incredible. And um, he reminded me a lot of Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator, just being like an abhorrent, mm. like power mad you could push guy. On. But this guy's 16 or, oh, well, he's probably older than that, 18, 20 or something. He should um, do a rom-com now. Jennifer Aniston's always doing that. <laughs> yeah. He could be her next girlfriend, uh, boyfriend, king, yeah, king be, friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this show is really fantastic. I, uh, it's it's deep, it's uh, it's sweet and very 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 funny. And it and stars Joffrey. Very, it does not. Oh, <laughs> should listen really closely to what we're talking about. <laughs> um, didn't you say? Hang on, before you just brush this aside, didn't you say you watched Paddington this week? I did. Yeah, and it was good. I cried a lot. Did you? It was really sad. That's good. You know what? When I was at uni, the movie that would always make me cry, and maybe the last movie that ever made me cry, because I just don't cry anymore, mm-hmm. and somebody have given up like shouting. <laughs> Could, oh, oh, I shed all my emotions away. All my emotions have gone, <laughs> and they all got they all got bled away in this one movie. Can't I'll give you one was one it guess? Paddington each. two? No, it's the thing nineties nineties movie. No, Schindler's List. No, I'd never watched Schindler's. I can't do. I can't do Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah. Wasn't around much in the nineties. Were you? Born in two thousand and five, Mishka Matsol. <laughs> Forrest Gump. I oh, used the ball every single time in Forrest Gump, and, and then one bit? day, I'd, all of it. I think I can't remember a particular moment. And then, and then one day, eh, I didn't care, mm. and I found out I didn't care about any movie from then on. I really. Uh, this is th- this segment may go on too long me talking about my history with crying in films didn't cry in films for about mm, five five or six years first five like, years of your I'm, life i'm yeah. done i'm done with crying all in those films. cartoons i was like just didn't get it to nothing you. can make me feel anymore and then i ran to, i don't know what it is you feel like watching really terrible movies on planes yeah you just give it a tr- yeah, roll of dice don't you go yeah whatever the perfect uh cauldron of the the pressure, the dryness, the weird being stuck in a space and just being only engaged with this film because you yeah. can't go on your phone or but whatever. But there's a certain amount of surrender getting on a plane because yeah. if it all goes badly, you will die. You will die. So you have when you're getting on a plane, you have to go, ah, this could be it. Yeah. <laughs> so and you've you given go, up something. And you watch some terrible romantic comedy starring <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, or as we know him better, Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter, yeah. yeah Harry yeah. Potter, yeah. <laughs> that guy. He's... Um, you watch this kind of half not great romantic comedy and you just cry. Yeah. Man. I think... I, yeah, I, I, maybe it's just me. Yeah. I find myself watching other people's films more than my own. Yeah. Films. How many yeah. movies do you make? <laughs> God, has Michigan got a secret life? I'm sick of watching my own films. I only watch other people's <laughs> films now. I used to only watch films that I made. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the, do you, yeah, do you do, just lean over and watch someone know, else's stuff? It, you, you know, Can you, you rewind screen. that a bit? I missed the first half you an hour. Screen and then you got like the gap, which is just big enough to see. Oh, yeah. And a little bit of someone else's. And it's far more interesting than whatever you're watching. That's yeah. like when you're at the restaurant, you order your food and you look over at someone else and go, yeah, I should have got what they got. And then you have to ask, you got to ask them. Do you guys ask uh, what the film they're watching is? Sometimes before. <laughs> what, what meal they got. No, you I'd can't be, do it because you can't do that on a plane. You can't be like, me. what's this? What's all this? Yeah. You can ask 
What They're is like, that? Ah! That looks great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, um, so anyway, I cried like a baby in Paddington. I can't wait for Paddington 2. Apparently Hugh Grant is the bad guy. I bet he plays on the Switch. Twitch? Sminch. Ninch. How about we... Are we going to do listener questions, producer Travis? We are, at least. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. There's some people online. If you've got some magic questions, ask them right now because we're going to be busting a booster in a minute. We'll be responding to listener questions right after this. Advert. Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the game we review. Uh Uh-huh. This has gone Spanish like the guy from Princess Bride. This is very this, good. This month, it's yeah. a game we've mm. never reviewed. Mm-hmm. Carcassonne. Yeah. In March and while stocks last, good games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Carcassonne. All you have to do is build a medieval fortification near your local good game store, put strange. on a weaselly moustache, fart in their general direction, then state the password, The farmer is in the field. Medievally, Frenchly speakingly, The farmer is in the field. It's time for listener questions. Oh. That just went Spanish, I'm sorry. Yeah, it did. That was good. That was all right. Was <laughs> Trey, Trey European. Trey European. European. Yeah. Listener questions. They are here. Now mm. it's the time Ten. to answer them. One. Oh, we're just the one. This is a, a, a dry response from uh, Facebook, at least. But we have the stream maybe to, to back us up with some uh, magic mm. listener questions. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the question we deem worthy yeah. will be given the booster pack that we open shortly. Which, if we don't get anything off the stream, it'll be... Mishka, what's the question? Jeffrey Robertson with... Jeffrey, thank you. In case you've already been, uh, these have already been answered, one, any tips or tricks to organizing card collection? And two, what is your favorite MTG casual format? Ooh, that's good. Aaron, what have you got? Mm. Uh, how, how do you organize your card collection? Uh, I'll tell you exactly. Mm. He doesn't. He does. Ooh. He's got. I have, a, I have a way I'd like it all to be organized. <laughs> but You're I, right, Mr. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> um, but how I would organize it is mm. a, a standard folder with yeah. playable standard cards, which is mostly uncommons and rares. Play so sets. Jammed play, into play sets jammed into a single a thing. Holder. Sorted. <laughs> you got four cards yeah. in Four cards in, in each sleeve. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Sorted by color. Yeah. Uh, so that I can trade and so it, that's mostly for keeping a stock take of what decks I can build at a particular time. Yeah. Then trades and, and that sort of thing are modern and commander staples. Yeah. So that people can look at them and I can get standard stuff or that's whatever. In a, that's in another folder. That's in another folder. Yeah. So and you're a folder then, guy, you don't do boxes. Uh, folders are no yeah. boxes are for stuff that I need to filter into those folders or for holding stuff that doesn't really fit those other categories, which is unfortunately where most most of my collection lives at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that I do is throw away all of my draft commons and uncommons yeah. because you will never use them. Throw them away. Unless you want to collect one of each card in the set. Four. Play but set of people are like, man, you never know when you need six copies of Wishcoin Crab. And I'm like, no, throw them, <laughs> throw them <laughs> never in the bin. Copies. That is a waste. It's a waste yeah. of cardboard. It's a waste of space. But you do. you, you, you um, 
your planeswalker collection is your collection, and you oh, right, you yeah. do that. Uh, oh, to organizing a card collection. Oh, yeah. That well it depends what your collection is. Yeah. And, to and to me, to me, it's like you can organize your stuff that is moving in and out mm. for efficiency, but mo- the stuff that you want to keep, make it however you like. <laughs> okay, so, so so what I'm doing, I, I I get a I keep four commons and uncommon four mm. four of every common and uncommon if I get them, and uh, I collect one of every card in a in a nice binder, so I can flick through the set and I can see one of every binder. I put mythic if I get double ups of mythics, I put the I jam those into the same mm-hmm. sleeve, and everything else if I get multiple rares, I keep them in the same. And the fat pack boxes are the bundle boxes. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> four ofs. If I go beyond four of those, which is very rare, then I'll I'll trade those off. But um, that's mm. pretty much what the collection is. I th- uh, I do think that your collection is one of the most meticulously yeah, kept it's of any ones I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's testament to you because like there's so much stuff people have tried to do it and just don't keep it up. Yeah. And then mm. it just looks like a mess on their shelf because they got one set full. Next set half done. Next set quarter done, and they go. Oh, I'll collect them all. You can't do it like that. Mm. So. I do. I do keep a post-it note at the beginning of the folders of the cards that I'm missing, mm. and I always intend to go get them and fill them back mm. up again. But I don't always get around to it, so they're not complete by any stretch. But I, I, what I have because, but because I kind of run into cards quite regularly, I kind of find that challenge is just the chore of just doing it. Really, yeah. so that's why I started the. Um, now the regretful collection, the ultimate master's box toppers. <laughs> That's madness. That <laughs> is madness. But I'm up to about fifteen to seventeen of forty. That's which, pretty high. Which How is, many of the expensive ones have you got? Uh, I've got, I think, all the expensive ones, but Tarmogoyf. It's not bad. Right, okay. L- Liliana, Liliana, yep. Explosive engineer, uh, ex- uh, engineered explosives. The Eldrazi. I think, yeah, I've got the Eldrazi. Yeah, Which one is it? Kozilek, Emrakul, Ulamog, I think mm. you've got those. Um, and there's I'm, another, uh, Cavern of Souls is, is right up there, and yeah. Mana Vault. And I've got Mana Vault. Was Noble Hierarch? Uh, it was. It was. Is it, uh, not not mm. so expensive. Okay. Mm. Don't have a, As some of the others. Um, but I don't nice bother organizing have. my collection, because <laughs> I don't have a collection, because I only play standard. So you just yeah, you used to say, Magic Online and Magic Arena, organize my collection for me. Exactly. Yep. There you go. So you just um, any cards that you get that you're just not going to use, you immediately just like throw them in and, I, and get standard cards that you're after. When I'm drafting, so because I only started recently, or relatively recently, I don't have much of the older stuff, so I don't bother with like collecting those. I don't play modern. Yeah. I've started playing commander, which means I am slowly collecting commander cards. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, I just pitch all the cards I don't use. At what stage of the season do you do you flip your standard cards? Then is it? Uh, how many it's sets until until rotation? Two. That's what I'm saying. So rotation like around okay. October time. Once the the last set before rotation is released, I'll start flipping my cards. Yeah. Okay, like when when spoilers for core set mid year yeah. start coming out, I start getting rid of my okay. October stuff. Yes, because if you do it right, because you get October, one more, I'll be at smallest uh, hype cycle around the Mythic Championship. Of course, that doesn't generally. Mm. You should yeah. do it before. So people will grab those cards off of you and play with them. Yeah, for yeah. A small like, especially if you don't play that much. Yeah. Like working at good games means I don't play that many um, standard tournaments anymore. I don't need that many, that many standard cards, so I just flip them as soon as I as, as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. 
right, cool. And the second question on that oh. same post was, what's your favorite casual magic format? Favorite casual yep. magic? Oh, th- Mine's Chaos Draft. Chaos Easy. Drafting? Yep. I'm starting to get into Commander, I must admit. Yeah. I, I, I really Commander enjoy, is truly enjoy a lot building of decks. So. I don't know if I've played any casual. You played Chaos, chaos Draft? No, I've never done that. Have you never uh, Chaos Drafted? Oh, that's, that's good fun. Aaron stole 80 bucks off me in Chaos Draft. <laughs> Did he? Uh, I stole an Ugin off you that I won in fair combat. I, th- I think, don't you have to have a, a bit more of a, you have to have a knowledge across. A broad. A bro- yeah. yeah, a broad, like, what is good? <laughs> yeah. I, I, even, I even look at Arena now and see a Dominario like, getting played. I'm like, what What are these cards? <laughs> it's like, so mystified. Whereas, like, um, when you, how much Dominaria draft did you do? Uh, yeah, not that. Much. Like, not much. Yeah, when, not like I'm now. When, I'm when we like, I with the amount that you've drafted Ravnica Allegiance. Yeah. When you look back at it in two, three years, you'll be like, I remember drafting. Maybe not sp- definite specifics and like pick orders, but you'll be like, Gates was really good. Yeah, Simic and Gruel were pr- okay. Orzov was where I wanted to Ill-gotten be. Ill-gotten inheritance. High alert was good. Ill- Ill-gotten inheritance is th- good. That sort of thing. So I drafted a little, a little bit of guilds, a little bit more of guilds, and yeah, I, I, w- I went back and I did, did a best of one on arena of that, and I didn't feel too bad about mm. it. <clears throat> so imagine feeling that, except you've drafted every set from the past yeah. six or seven years, <laughs> thirty plus times. That's what's in my brain. Right now, Mishka was drafting Zendikar like on Magic Online. And I was like, "Do this, do this, do this. Pick two drops. Trust your machete's really good." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. And then later, he was like, "You were right about everything." <laughs> oh, always trust in the sage, Aaron. Mm. Uh, all right, producer Travis, have we got any questions, magic related or otherwise, from the stream? Fire away. All right, give us the first one. What Mishka, is my favorite guild in draft? What is draft? your favorite dr- guild in draft? Uh, Orzov, probably. I really enjoy Orzov I think that's in a, Afterlife. We should much a slam dunk. Probably, probably go around and ask people who aren't Mishka. No, let's not. Let's skip to the next question. All right, next question. Other Mishka-related yeah, questions. Actually, what is your favorite um, guild in draft? Mine is... Um, uh, Mine's Orzov. <laughs> <laughs> in Ravnica Allegiance, yeah. And Demir before that. I think it might actually be Simic. Yeah. Ooh, so hard to get going though. The do, the, the, the creatures are incredible. It does seem to what, go off. off. Well, no, no. It, if if you if you just get, lo- yeah, if you just gave me a snapshot of the set and mm. you showed me the common the ah. commons. Yeah, good point. Soriform hybrid, Aeromunculus, Skatewing Chil- Spy, Chillbringer, Skatewing Spy is an uncommon, but yeah. still Chillbringer. What a card. I know. <laughs> yeah. Those cards are all beyond yeah. ridiculous. Sorry, and Shark to Crab or something like and that. And Shark to yeah. Crab at I four. still don't get I've never played with it properly. I don't think I've played with it. But man, I Shocked fell in love. No. Mm. I fell in love with Skatewing Spy. I played mm. it for the first time last week a couple of times, and I was just like, whoa, I just got to get some yeah. counters going, like plus one plus one counters going everywhere, because yeah. this is great. Uh, uh, to me, it's like <laughs> tempo-y and Big beef and really, really rewards you for for good, um, mm. Uh, mm. L- like limited mid rangey play. So yeah, I like Simic a lot. The thing about Orzov though is you've got so wide that it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, and don't get me wrong, I love Orzov too, but I've done that in. It doesn't <laughs> in seem like you get in every. Yeah. I just don't feel like you get the pieces for Simic as often as you get. It the is pieces harder to construct yeah. everything else. Mm-hmm. 
or, or everything else will operate on a lower Whereas, budget or frequency to, of cards. To me, it's more like Orzov is a philosophy, which is like <laughs> yeah. you, you want yeah. mid-range, oh. you want to grind it out, you want to get two drop, three drop, four drop, get some value, kill a thing, get some stuff back with dead rebels. It doesn't matter what the twos, threes, and fours are. Whereas yep. when Simic is going off, it's like every single card you're doing is like, is so powerful. This is like an unbeatable threat. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what else have we got that Mishka might want to answer? <clears throat> Question two. What do you think about potential planeswalkers at rare? <sighs> at rare? All right, so... Yeah, this is well. This is the, this is the, the topic war of the spark, right? Which yeah. is our main topic. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff to say about this. So, but, unfortunately, you. Well, let's narrow that down to planeswalkers at rare. The question asked. I think that it should have been done a long time ago. I think, I think like if Nicol Bolas breathes fire on them mm. for a bit, but not too long, <laughs> they'd be more Wait, rare. Is this look? Lo- <laughs> so, are they going to be the medium? Rare, the medium rare, rare planeswalkers. Yeah, delicious. Better, better than a well Melt done in the mouth. Melt in the mouth. Melt in the mouth. Planeswalkers. Yeah. Uh, so does this mean that the 36 Planeswalkers are going to be rare, which leaves room for Mythics as well? We don't actually know. We have no idea. Speculate. We're talking about this in the car and trying not to go and broach pod territory, but we have no clue. Well, let's, we'll, we'll figure this, this big, out. Big topic for later. <clears throat> for, big topic for later, and we'll nail it down and commit ourselves to some uh, opinions. <laughs> to some <later> <laughs> yeah. uh, What's the last question, uh, Travis? Who's this from? It is from Beard, Beard M, Beardy MC and it cuts off the rest of his name. Beardy MC. Beardy MC. Well, Fantastic MC. question, Beardy MC. That is difficult to answer. As a store, uh, as wide range as possible, it's yep. probably great, mm-hmm. right? Uh, m- my interests in magic lie in the game being as good as possible. And I think that a broader audience, before they got the broader audience, they started designing for a broader audience. When I started playing Magic, they rejigged the rules to make it better for people to come into the game. And that's one of the best choices they ever made because now we can get millions of people coming into the game. Whereas if you bring a set out like Time Spiral... And try and put that on Magic Arena, you get something like uh, that game that came out on Steam, Artifact. Oh, where yeah. Where it's like yeah. Too complex, 50 different threads yeah. of thing and I'm trying to pull some sort of semblance of a game out of it. Uh, I would rather it be in the hands of a broader audience because selfishly it helps me be better than all of them <laughs> for yeah. the competitive side of it. But yeah. more eyes on the game at large means a bigger audience... More money in the game players, as well. More money in the game, better GPs, better experiences, better events for everyone. The more people playing the game, the more money there is, the more the, the better it is for every single person that's I playing. I think so. Like if you draw a parallel to sports, there's nothing more simple than a game of football. It's just it's, there's kids kicking around a you know a taped up bit of cardboard yeah. and they're, they're loving the game because the simplicity of it is very straightforward. I think, and, and look at that. It's just like everybody loves it. Everyone can play it at all sorts of different levels, but the superstars of it are just great to watch at it. Mm. So I think if there's a, if a broader appeal to it, you can, yeah, everybody could be playing. It's, 
Uh, everybody could be playing it and watching coverage of Pro Tours and GPs if that still happens, um, <laughs> um, and, and enjoying it. Um, yeah, that being said, though, I don't want the game to be compromised because of that. So no. I, I completely agree that as, as broad as possible is, is fantastic, but uh, specific rules changes that make it easier for people to play might be a bit detrimental to the game. So like we see them like... In, they, you, can, they you, can have a, you can have a, M- uh, a M- simple game that's also very complex. And I've always described Magic as that. It's, it's something that you can sit down with just about anybody, teach them how to play, and you can have a game within five minutes. Mm-hmm. True. Um, but if you're going to be good at it, that's a very deep rabbit hole that you've just gone and started to go down and... Yeah. yeah, but like uh, so, a lot of the the, wiz- the wizards of the coast people that make magic, a lot of their um uh, sort of inspiration recently with with Magic Arena has come from Hearthstone, and Hearthstone is what I'd call a simple game. It, there's not much in the way of like complex mechanics, and it's very like random. Uh, because they designed the game for mobile platforms, exactly. Yeah, uh, not not too much going on at once, but still be a strategy game. Exactly. So Magic Arena has adopted some of those principles to it. It's like the auto tapping of mana on Magic Arena is you know, fantastic. It's, it's for screw, a, it screwed me in the last yeah, draft. I recorded. I've lost I've multiple that, yeah. games because yeah. of the auto tapper. Mm. And um, if it, you can turn that off in settings, can you? You can, you can turn you it can, off in yes. settings. It's just time consuming. Part of the one of the reasons I love Magic Arena is because that time that it happened on recording was the first time it screwed me in about. <laughs> three or four weeks yeah. because I'm a bit more careful when I realize you have to do it but when you don't want to telegraph that you have applied biomancy which is green blue yeah. um, and then it auto taps one of your, your last blue mana to pay a four mana spell like I lose equity by being like blue yeah. blue green green leave applied biomancy up and they go why did they automatically why did they manually tap their mana there i think they have biomancy yeah and it's even worse in competitive constructed formats where yeah. their knowledge of your hand is actually just paramount to success yep. in a specific mm-hmm. game so you've got to choose a, a, a one or the other but you can use that to your advantage as well you, Put you auto can. tap her on and then <laughs> and then you haven't got you've got a you've got a swamp you've got an island in your hand hang on a minute i just want to oh, and some other you got frilled mystic Play your frilled mystic and leave by a, you know, like leave leave another spell up, mm-hmm. so you can cast your island whenever you want. You go, oh, how come he was auto tapper and then he selectively ch- he must have something in his hand. I don't. It, yeah, like so you can use it for that, and that is where you get to in paper magic, where you go tap out for a spell, leave a card in your hand as as like a bluff. Mm. It, it, it's just n- none of this is this is by and large just part of arena's mm. ui we've, we've gone off question R- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to change the design of magic to suit arena well, they have already stuff like um cards that say put uh when you when you look at a certain number of cards on top of your library mm-hmm. uh, they used to say put them on the bottom of your library in but, a specific but order they were already doing that in sets before arena was coming out um uh, they because well, they, uh, they, they released an article saying they were doing that Specifically because of, of yeah. digital platforms, you know, but like M M nineteen, I wish rejuvenated. They were like, "Hey, we don't want to. We would really like for you to just be able to search for a basic land from your deck, but we want to minimize shuffling. We want this card to be pretty good and constructed, right?" They said, "Let's just do top five. Get any land, put it into play, tapped. That'll be pretty much the same. Much less shuffling." Yeah, yeah. So I, I meant specifically look at the top X number, and then they used to say put them on the bottom of your, of your library mm-hmm. in specific order. You could choose the order, but now it says random order. Oh, so just like sure. change is is a very minuscule oh, change. But like sure. stuff like that, they're already designing like that. So yeah, I don't think 
I, I think they they know the 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 space that they can work in, and that that changes virtually the outcome. In, in, in Get, getting yeah, getting back to the original question, I I was thinking that um, ah, did I lose it? <laughs> I was thinking um, the the broader appeal of it. Uh, I think I've lost it. I mean, it's always better when you have more people playing a game. Yeah. I, yeah. The, oh, that, that's what I was going to say. Is it's because because we're so into it, and it's like it's something that consumes so many uh, hours of our week. You know, uh, magic. Yeah. It seems it seems hard to step outside of that and comprehend a world where there isn't that, or there isn't the knowledge of magic being a choice that, that that's something that you can do. Hmm. So I find it very like when I just say to someone, "Oh, Magic the Gathering," and they look at me blankly, and I say. If you heard of magic and they haven't, I'm like, how can you exist and not yeah. know of that? It just seems incomprehensible to me. But I, I guess it's quite easy for people not to know. Um, but it just seems like such a, a like such a broad game that like so many people can get into. And I guess that's half the popularity of it is so it is so far. And how many um, people play it? Uh, uh, at least the eleven. They, they released. They they it's more than eleven. At least eleven. More than eleven. Okay. I, I think I know about eleven million. That, oh, eleven million. Eleven million. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> uh, I think Arena's made it explode exponentially. Mm. To put uh, even stuff like that. The the biggest subscribed person on YouTube, PewDiePie, playing a bunch of Magic Arena, has uh, got tens of millions of views. More than any Arena coverage has ever had. Any any Magic coverage has ever wow. had. Just him goofing around playing Mono Red, I think. On, on stream right uh, that sort of stuff makes people go oh what's what's this game hey this yeah. is pretty cool they've heard of magic because a streamer that they watch has done it um, the, my, my biggest thing with this is I think a lot of people the person who who asked this question is maybe asking it from the perspective of someone who thinks that more people come to the game is a bad thing yeah I think that was the um, it I think it's a bit of a fallacy to say that it can continue like it is with the same amount of people or just like a very small, steady growth of yeah. d- who they said dedicated fans. Can't con- it can't continue like that. Hasbro w- or the people that make it, whoever, Wizards of the Coast, Has- Hasbro, I think their company, the larger company, would not be happy with it staying with a small amount of growth. They want to see, they go, why isn't your Magic Online doing as well as Hearthstone? Yeah. Make a version that is as good as Hearthstone. Yeah. They're making it happen... More people come into the game. That's a success. You, you can't have this dedicated crowd of people who don't buy boosters and don't buy things who love who love magic but don't actually spend any money on it. Driving what makes the the game. Yeah. I, I, so. I think I think if it's if it's broader and easy to get into, that's good for any game. Otherwise, they just burn themselves out, as yep. we saw with uh, many other game systems. Yeah. Uh, um, even even Net, Netrunner, Netrunner, yeah, for yeah. example, is yeah. the classic. Mm. Even Legend of the Five Rings. As soon as it came out, complexity, crazy high, really difficult to get into. Once two sets come out, you go, "Hey, I'd love to learn this Legend of the Five Rings game." You go, "Well, the core set is really difficult, and all the expansions have added a bunch of other stuff. There's all the stuff you got to know outside of it. I could never get into that game." Yeah, exactly. Producer Travis, what's the next question? What is your rarest card and would you sell this it? This is a great question. Uh, yeah. this is a que- I, so yes, Ooh. I would sell it and Ooh. I have already sold it. <laughs> so I you opened- don't have it anymore? Yeah, exactly. It's not your rarest card, no, it's, not, it's not my rarest card. Yo. I opened a Celestial Colonnade box topper um, in, a, in a draft, so I won it and opened mm-hmm. it and then I sold it immediately. 
So that's my philosophy. You if you it's not playable, I'll sell it. You didn't text me to see if it was in my collection. See, I, I, <laughs> I didn't know you were collecting them at this point. Uh, mine was a... Was or is? Was, because I sold it. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> mine was an English Junior Super Series Glorious Anthem with alternate foiling, artwork by Raymond Swanland. Ooh. They made these promos for a tournament series that never happened. They cancelled the tournament series before it happened, kept the promotional material in a vault at Wizards of the Coast Australia, mm. and finally gave them out to volunteers at Comic-Con in 2014 or whatever. I got one of only 150 in the world. What? And sold it for $1,000. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Speaking of high value cards, did you hear the uh, Black Lotus? Um, Broke ni- the record. Yeah, 9.8 grade, I think. Uh, 110 million US dollars. Oh, 110,000 10, US dollars. I think dollars. it was 160,000. 160,000 US dollars. 160 US dollars. Oh, right. On eBay. I think, I think mine's a bit crap, actually. Mine's probably. Is it the one you're soaping then? Yeah. That one is, that's it's a Liliana box topper, right? Oh, no, I don't know. I've got all the, you know, like we get um, store promos sent to us. Oh, every it's, year. That, it's that. Yeah. It would be that. Yeah. We've got, you know, so yeah, Wizards of the The Coast. one from five years ago. Or whatever seasons yeah. beatings or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> I like There's, the la- last year's the Christmas one. Christmas promos, right? Christmas. Promos. Yeah, the last year's one was something to do with uh, you had to oh, hum- humbugs, humbugs, and yeah. it showed you the notes for Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. No, like, no, it'd be um, it'd be a Christmas Carol, and you had to sing so many notes. Uh, or somebody Tw- had to a Twinkle Twinkle little, or, or something. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, but it was a Christmas Carol. That's pretty funny. I like mm-hmm. it. It was, um, it was pretty much it was Silver Border, you know, kind of uh, my card. actual rarest card. Yeah. I own, there's only one in the world. Oh, is this a misprint? No, it's not. It's 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 not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a loss of knowledge by Travis Wildsmith. It's a, it's, a to, it's an angel token. Have I, I've told you guys a story, right? No. So, so I have a so I have a really nice foil it. angel token. So I have a really nice foil angel token by an artist yeah. of some description. Um. I bought it in Singapore. It was really cool. I was using it as my angel token for a while. Then I went to Las Vegas and he had a booth there. And I saw the, the angel artwork as the banner for yeah, his, yeah. his, so his booth. His. And I said, hey, man, love your art. Really cool. I'll buy some stuff. Would you sign my token? He's like, what token? And I was like, uh, the <laughs> one with the angel artwork. And he's like, I haven't commissioned any tokens. And I was like, mm, <laughs> I... I regret to inform you, I think people have stolen your artwork and put it on a token. I bought this in Singapore a few months ago. Would I, you still sign I'm, it? I'm sorry. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I need to get on the phone to my agent, uh, copyright and stuff. We're going to yeah. like do this. I was like, will you still sign it for me? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure, man. That's no worries. Thanks yeah. for bringing it to my attention. I have the only signed one in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Producer Travis, next question. So this is the guy from the, the corner. The BDMC. His name is actually Beardy MC Scandals. MC Scandals. He's my favourite rapper. Yeah, yeah I like that guy. He's got some good music. In the designing release that cater to a broader audience slash make the game more accessible, does making does it making does it make playing at a higher level more problematic or difficult? Can anyone um Paraphrase the question from me. So, if they design for a wider audience, will the design for a wider audience make it harder to play at a professional level? Absolutely not. 
the, the complexity of magic is hard baked into the game and the way in which it plays. And unless they completely redo the rule system and then start designing cards to this simple, weird system that they've changed it to, magic is incredibly complex. And even decks that are easy to play, like Mono Black of years past, Owen Turtonwald crushed every single possible tournament with Mono Black control. Mm. When people were like, oh, you just play a one drop and then you play a pack rat and then you play a grey merchant. Because there's nuances just, to all, all There's nuances to everything. Mm. Every, almost every single thing you do in a game of Magic is a huge decision tree that affects all the future decisions you'll make and opportunity cost to other decisions you could have made. They would have to... I, even if Magic was vanilla creatures, they only printed vanilla creatures in a set, it would still be... I played mono red, mono red is is pretty simple, uh, and I played my mono red forty fifty times. And now that I've said it's pretty simple, it's not because after a bit, you I must played it forty fifty times, and even like in the last day, I've gone, huh? Yeah, because <laughs> you played <laughs> something. Should have done that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's an idea. Maybe I'll start doing that now. Or someone does it's something like, against you, and you're like, oh, yeah. put that in my arsenal of of stuff. Yeah. And you have to be able to adapt to new situations you've never seen on the fly, mm. like. The game's so complex, you can't take that out of it unless something really drastic. But it happens. works. Works at a superficial level. Works at a super profound level. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Producer Travis, anything that you can read out? No complicated words or anything. Thoughts on London Mulligan rules? Is oh, it worth, Mulligan. Is it worth the potential impact on modern combo decks, well, that's the that's, entire that's, uh, podcast. We're about we to cover a whole bit all of about that. that. That was just asking, uh, what's the potential impact of the London Molygon, as I like to say? It sounds like a um, like a, a, a geometric shape, mm, if you say it like that. A London Molygon. Yeah. That's, how many sides would that be? Uh, at least 17. 17. 17-sided uh, thing. Is that, is that it for questions from the stream? All right, cool, cool. Well, we'll be right back. We'll bust the booster and we'll give away a question, uh, a giveaway booster to our favorite question mm. right after this. Bust the booster! giddy goo. All right. Ravnica Allegiance. I had to check that just to make sure I'd actually picked up the right. War of the right Spark. Boosters. Yeah, War of the Spark. Imagine if we just had a War of the Spark booster. Oh, we will come back in a, in a little while. Next, next MTG. Oh, a month maybe, away. Maybe no, it will still be about three weeks. Spoiler, after. spoiler season. Yeah, spoiler season. Okay, I'm so excited. All right, let me let's just uh, get these cards good. Uh, if you're listening to us by the audio podcast, we're doing this live on the stream, and you can see the cards now on its own dedicated camera feed. <laughs> That's what they call it, aren't they? Dedicated. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm gonna peel a bit of. Uh, Mishka's already looking ahead at what the card is, I can tell. <laughs> we have uh, Sage's Row Savant. I haven't played this card in so long. Yeah, haven't you? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So this is uh, one in a blue for a 2-1 when Sage's Row Savant enters the battlefield Scry 2. Uh, what do we think I about mean, this I, one? It's fine. Unexciting. I'd, I'd put it in if I had no two drops. I'd, I find the Scry to be pretty handy. I it's mean, it's, it's, it's not bad, but yeah, it's hmm. very much a... Filler card, isn't it? Yeah, With- late in the game, it's as good as drawing a card if you put a land you don't want on the bottom of your deck. Yeah, but I'd prefer a two-two that turns into a six-six. <laughs> <laughs> There's always those ones in, as well in your Simic deck, and you don't really want it in Azorus because you're pretty defensive. Yeah, 
Okay, uh, I'll pass those along. Uh, Twilight Panther. Oh, is I like this one. One is just a white mana for a creature, cat spirit, and for one black, you can Twilight Panther against Death Touch until end of turn. He's a one-two. This, this is guy. a staple in all of my Orzhov decks. Yeah, like one or two of just uh, kills all of their um their big beefy boys in green and um yeah, I can attack for a couple of damage early on, yeah. triggering spectacle. Mm. I also like them going. Ah, okay, I'll trade my four four for your Twilight Panther. Okay. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Death Touch go on your turn. You like hit you with a one one flying dead rebels. Get it back, and they go. Oh my god! <laughs> when they're investing like five <laughs> mana into their creatures, and you investing two to kill it, yep, repeatedly, yeah, it's dirty. Yeah. Happy days. Spike wheel acrobat three and a red for a creature human rogue. He's a five two, or she's a five two. Spectacle cost with a two and a red. Does the spectacle cost make this worth playing? I've never played this card. Me neither. Uh, I've played it once or twice, and it was okay. I've been killed by it a lot. Have you? Yeah. How do they make, how do they get that? They into go worry? one drop spear spewer, turn two plague white, turn three this, and if you have a slow start because you're a gates deck, oh <laughs> yeah, fourteen <laughs> gates in your deck, you might lose that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it hits hard early, but it really doesn't put up much of a fight yeah, once other because, creatures are because, there. Because because all, all they have to do is go that uh, even two drop into this removal spell on the thing you block with, you've taken seven damage. Like yeah. so. The upside of it's incredibly high, but I don't want to be in that kind of deck because it's undone really easily. Yeah. Um, here's, here's a controversial one. Prying Eyes, four and two blues for an instant. Uh, draw four cards, then discard two cards. What's the difference between this and staying focused on your goals? Eyeing prize? Yeah. Uh, this card's all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's this is this is a late pleaser, isn't it? It's like not something that we would have gone for earlier on. This is more for if you have a handful of lands later on and yeah. you cast this and you want to get rid of those lands. So it's usually something you'd be playing after you've already done some other spell to draw cards into your hand. I just don't know what deck wants this. Like the um the Zorus control decks already have a better version in um, the one that shuffles a graveyard into your library and draws you a card. Color the mind, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is just like a, I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, I, a replacement I, six drop? Yeah, I, I like it to make sure that your threats keep flowing in something like Simic where you don't have a uh, uh, worm uh, wrecking beast. Yeah. You don't have a wrecking beast or you don't have like a troll bred guardian or something. You just have to have this so that you can get to evolve guys or, or, or something when you hit your six mana and you're just flooding out a bit. I, 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 I first cut, yeah, first yeah, cut from yeah, a lot of decks. Yeah. It's, fu- it's fine. Uh, Steeple Creeper, two and a green for a creature who's a frog snake. I don't think I've read that he's a frog snake. I always thought it was a lizard or something. So. <laughs> okay, but he's a frog snake. Well, a snake's a lizard. Uh, frog snake, uh, but he's a four, two, and you can, for three and a blue, Steeple Creeper gains flying until end of turn. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, filler. Um, this actually occupies a similar space to the spike wall acrobat in that oh, sometimes, you think? sometimes you just go two drop into it's this yeah. and, and it never really lines up that they can block it really well. Yeah. And you just bounce their guy, hit him for six, bounce their guy, hit him for six. They're dead by that point in time because then you can start paying the mana to just make this flying. It's a very expensive cost to make it it's, fly. It's very expensive. So it's a big liability. So don't do it until you have to. I'm mm. happy trading this for a 3-3. Three, three. But... Cards actually quite impressed me. It's something you just put down 
just a threaten that you can hop up into the sky and take down yeah. a big flyer mm-hmm. or that's it if you can get a counter on this in any way it becomes really annoying to deal yeah. with because uh-huh. it aids you and it's getting oh it's flying nah, it it's just has <laughs> flying yeah this is a, a conditional this card's good if you've got three other cool cards as well uh, uh yeah the stream's asking if we're keeping you awake mishka no i'm i'm yawning i'm <laughs> We filled him full of coffee. Uh, <laughs> Rakdos Roustabout is a... Yeah, that's true. Rakdos Roustabout is one, a black and a red. And you'll get yourself a 3-2 creature, Ogre Warrior. And whenever Rakdos Roustabout becomes blocked, it deals one damage to the player or Planeswalker it's attacking. Staple in all my Rakdos decks. This one at least two. Yeah. There's not heaps of... It? Staple. Yeah, it's if been a while since I played. Generally, if you don't have enough blade jugglers, this is fine because yeah. it just gets uh, like it always gets your damage through, which means you can always enable your spectacle cards. And three yeah. power is actually relevant, so it trades off with almost any threat. Do you find you yourself throwing this one into battle just to get that spectacle cost happening? I will occasionally, but usually no, not if it's not trading. You don't off need to, yeah. Or something. yeah. But um, sometimes I'll, I'll offer the trade for a two-two or a two-three because you just. Could pref- want to kill the guy, away. keep the board clear, get a yeah. ping in, get your spectacle. Also, with like dead rebels, you get it back. So, like trading off in black based spectacle decks is usually fine. Yeah. Here's a favorite of all our high alert decks that we keep playing and regretting it uh, Catacomb Crocodile for and a black <laughs> for a 3 7 creature crocodile. Yeah, I've never played this card either. Haven't you? I've played no. two of these yeah. in the same deck. Have you not watched my video series, Mishka? Where I keep <laughs> the high alert. It's, it's like <laughs> it's like we've done the same thing. I've it's like we've done the same buddy. stuff. Yeah. I drafted a high alert deck, and I could have a black splash for final payment. And then in some of my games, I'm just like, I'm bringing in the crocs. Yeah, <laughs> I just bring in two crocodiles and the final payment with the black splash. Yeah, turn, and they were okay. Like a five mana seven seven. Turn six, swing for seven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they have, the plan is there. That's but the then usually what happens is your two crocodiles rock up and you haven't seen High Alert or High Alert And you shows have up. a 3-7. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they <laughs> grotesque demise it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble, isn't it? Uh, Burning Tree Vandal. Uh, two and a red for a 2-1 creature human rogue with riot. We're into uncommons now, right? Uh, no, no, this is common. common. Uh, whenever Burning Tree Vandal enters, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. I love this card. That's, yeah, it's, it's all right. I've, I've honestly gone through, loved it, hated it, loved it. Oh, I'm not back to love. I'm, I'm at like. It's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if this is unanswered on turn three, yep. you win the game. I agree. Yeah. You, you just get to, especially in the, in the decks this fits in, you turn are three. pretty liable to flood. You mean turn yep. three with it? So you go, uh, you're on the play, yeah. two drop into this with, with haste, discard yep. a land you don't need, draw some gas, card's great. Okay. Uh, Rakdos Locket, any, well, Rakdos Locket is, yeah, there is a difference. Rakdos Locket, three, colorless, uh, you can tap it at a black or a red, you spend four, pop it, and get two cards. Hmm. Pop the locket? Pop the locket. Hmm. Yep. I, I think, have you, I usually have a locket in all of my decks. Nope. No. Yeah. Don't put them in anymore unless I'm. It's always the first. Card un- that unless I, I really, really, yeah, unless I really want to jump to fives, or I really don't have like late game, and so I need to play sixteen lands or seventeen lands in this, so that I have somewhere to get ahead if I flood out. Wow! But I don't really play. Right, because the, the format's slow enough that I just like having the access to a little bit of acceleration and like yeah, and to. it's honestly been waves for me. Like yep. I went through a phase where I was playing lockets all the time, but now. 
yeah, I feel like I'm drafting a bit better. I don't feel the need to put them in and I cut them. Unless what about Orzov decks? Uh, Orzov is where I play it. Yeah, because because you run out of gas. And you also want you to round to pitch. five yep. on turn four. Exactly. I, I always feel when I look stuff. at... Uh, there's, I always feel like there's a card that I've drafted that I'd rather have in my deck than a locket. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's correct. I'm just saying that's how I feel. I could be totally yeah, wrong. I, I probably, find it hard to cut am. creatures for these and I find it hard to cut like yeah. good removal for these so the stuff you're cutting is things like dead revels ill-gotten inheritance and they're all like better than these yeah uh, but when your ozov deck's not the best then you just want some more an ozov locket or two yeah here's probably going to be our favorite common maybe uh law mage is binding one a white and a blue for an enchantment aura flash it in enchant a creature enchant a creature can't attack or block and its activated abilities can't be activated yeah it's my first pick right mm-hmm. now yeah yep that was that did all the heavy lifting in my Orzov deck the other day, which just gets your show. Orzov deck. <laughs> yeah, it was my my best card. Oh, here's a here's a card we discussed a bit over dinner. Uh, Shakta Crab, two a green and a blue for a four four creature fish octopus crab at uncommon. Uh, four two a green and a blue. You can adapt him and put uh, one plus one plus one counter on him. Whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on Shark to Crab, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its un- controller's next untap step. This yeah. card is amazing. This card's really, really, really good. I'm still picking Law Mages Binding. I'd take Shark to Crab okay. first. Um, I, I think the, the power level of it is high enough that you can draft around it. It's kind of like a removal spell, wing condition, everything all by itself, whereas bindings only ever really yeah. shut. You can I only do it Zorax once unless though. you've got... Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. You can only do it once unless you have other spells that can and, put counters on and they're them. And they're pretty rare, but the fact that this is at its base level, a 4-mana 4-4, four, four, that can become a 5-5 five, five and lock down a thing for a couple turns is just massive. Like, but, if you get two hits in with this, yeah. you've won the game. Right. But... Chillbringer at uncommon. At common. At common, sorry. This is an uncommon. That just comes in and locks somebody down. It's flying 4 4. It does. It's pretty powerful, but the thing is, it's not like. It, it, it is a win condition, but this is goes better with the other stuff in Simic. You know, like you, you go. It has uh, an opportunity to do it again. Whereas yeah, so if you, you, if you go just when it enters, Soraform Hybrid, uh, Steeple Creeper, this that it comes down on four, and sometimes you can just attack with that stuff, and they can't block any of it profitably, or they go, here's my five five, and you go block, tap it down for two turns with Shark to Crab, hit you for five plus four plus two, that's like eleven damage, and they don't even get to untap with their five five. So the the tempo swing of this card being able to attack on turn five is better than Chillbringer because Chillbringer only locks it down on turn five and then yeah. gets the attack in the turn after. With, so it's the tempo that you get from from doing this and it being with huge. cards like this and Skatewing Spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do how do you guys uh, value something like Stony Strength, which would normally we would think would be a bit crap. Mm-hmm. Stony strength being the green blue plus, plus one plus one, one untap your and creature. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is. I've rated him a bit higher. I've yeah. done. I've I, I had two in a deck with um, uh, a shark to crab, and I think there was some other payoff for having a plus one plus one counter. Cards like essence capture are uh, the capture ones that I'm, I'm really interested yeah. in, which allow you to put a counter on a creature and also. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really like the, the blue green guild mage very much, but if I have a shark to crab. 
I really, really, yeah. really want it. What is he? Does he just throw a counter? He moves on? counters around oh, moves and it, it counters. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> That's handy if you end up having to put a if you end up putting a counter on something that you want to adapt and it's unadaptable. Yeah. Like I've been, you know, sort of felt like I didn't want to waste the plus one plus one, so I've stuck it on yeah. the creature and, early game. And and with all the adapt stuff, there's heaps of stuff that just makes it okay. Like biomass is familiar. That's a rare. But if you have it with shark to crab, it costs blue green. Put a counter on this. Tap down a thing for two turns. It's just like you just win the game on the back mm, of that. Yeah. Here's a card that um, I think got rated a lot higher earlier and now maybe less so. Windstorm Drake. Four and a blue for an uncommon 3-3 three, three creature Drake. It's got flying and other creatures you control with flying. Get plus one, plus zero. I'll still play it. Like it's if, fine. If, if I'm in Azorius, so I'll still play it. Yeah. Because you have some afterlife stuff. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is if you don't uh, grab a... Oh, what's the enchantment that makes power equal to toughness? High alert. High alert. Uh, this is another way of making your, you know, your one four flyers into somewhat more of a threat. Mm-hmm. But I don't rate it particularly highly. Yeah, it just dies to a lot of the common removal as well. So it mm. dies to skewer, grotesque J- Chillbringer just is the same and is it at common mm. and has a similar effect. Uh, so we're going to our last uncommon now. Who? Where, where would you? What would you? I'm still picking the uh, pacifism, so the law mages binding. And I'd take crab. Yeah, I think I'd be on law mages binding as well. Um, Fireblade artist is our last uncommon. A black and a red for a creature human shaman is a two-two, and he's got haste. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may sacrifice uh, a creature. When you do, Fireblade artist still two damage to target opponent or planeswalker. Yeah, if I'm in Rakdos, I want one. Yeah, I like it if I'm already in Rakdos. But mm. I'm not going out of my way to pick up this card. Yeah. yeah. I'm Whereas, definitely not first picking it. No. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so our rare is a rare. And we've got Immolation Shaman. Uh, he's one in a red for a 1-3 creature, Viachino Shaman at rare. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact creature or land that isn't a mana ability, Immolation Shaman deals one damage to that player. And for three and two red mana, Immolation Shaman gets plus three, plus three and gains menace until end of turn. Yeah. I don't really like either half of this card. Have you ever played this card? I've played it once and it's been good for me exactly once and that was against the mill deck where they wanted to keep activating their um, (laughs) petitioners and they killed themselves. Uh. Um... But this is like a eighth pick that I would take in if I was already in a red deck. Yeah, I think it's okay in Rakdos because you can get spectacle off because maybe. Well, well, if you if you attack with it and you got five mana up, they can't afford to block it generally. And this is if an opponent activates an ability, so it's not yeah. like um, ill-gotten fortune, which triggers at the beginning of a. That's a triggered ability. Anyways. Yeah, so it's the opponent has to choose to do something like tap something or pay some mana to yeah. get the creature yep. or, or um, artifact. Yeah, th- this card's... Um, Doesn't all happen a lot. No. Like a, if you adapt, a, a, if you play against adapt. That's pretty much it, really, in the set. Um, activating your Rakdos locket to draw cards. Tapping your Biomancer's Familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Card's uh, not very good. I'm going to take Shark to Crab out uh, of this yeah. pack. Law Major's Binding, Mishka. Yep. Sticking with that one. Yep. All right. Okay, well, we'll give that one to... Uh, Jeffrey Robertson. Jeffrey Robertson. We said we would open another pack and give it to someone from the stream. Yeah, yeah. Let's, sure, let's, blitz, let's, let's blitz let's, through let's, it. Let's through yeah. this one quick. Do you want to scoop that lot together so that we can uh, we know who to give it to? Um, 
Do we have a? Do we? Do, we, do, we, do you have an, an a winner? Like who? Oh, favorite, favorite question, question from the stream. stream. What's that question about um the complexity of it? Complexity, yeah. That was good, wasn't it? I quite like that one. All right, and Aaron's gonna go find out who asked that question, and we'll oh just you know soak uh, in the vape. Beardy McSandals. Beardy McSandals. Beardy McSandals. All right, Beardy. Uh, you're going to have to... <clears throat> yeah, we'll have to... How do we get contact details off Beardy? Hmm. Well, he has to kind of hear us, I think. Uh, Beardy, if you're still there, we're opening this pack for you. Uh, you want to email your address to podcast at sevenlandhand.com and we'll send this booster, which we're about to open, to you. Okay. Uh, you're going to get a frog lizard. And a, ooh, oars off Gilgate. Signs of ethereal absolutions ahead. <laughs> All right, let's do this one more quickly. Uh, persistent petitioners, one and a blue for a 1-3, one, one and tap it. Target player puts top card of the library into the graveyard. Four of advisors, you can, you know, do 12 cards and you can have as many of them in your deck as you want. I've lost more times than I can count that card. Really? I look, what, what's happened? Your hand's in the... Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I was on camera. Uh Yeah. I've never lost to this card. It's really bad. Yeah. How did you lose You've to this? You've lost more times than you can count to this card. You get milled oh, out. Wow. Yeah, like... Not from tapping four advisors, right? No. Although I've killed two people by tapping four advisors. Um, what? Yeah, I've also attacked really? for lethal with, with four advisors. Um, <laughs> and high did, alert? Did yeah. you... Um, you high alerted him. Yeah, that's where this So, <laughs> there was a while when the bots were underdrafting on Magic Arena, underdrafting Azorius. So everyone was playing Azorius. Oh, yeah. And it was just these grindy slug fests that if, yeah. you, if you had more petition petitioners, you won. Oh, cool. Because of high alert. Oh, no, 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 no because, because, because of the mill. Because oh, okay. if the board stalls out, you just mill yeah. them for two with their things and they eventually they run out of And then if cards. you counter a spell with the, the counter spell that mills for four. Did you read that oh, article yeah. where they just played all persistent petitioners to see how it went and they decided that it doesn't go anywhere and it's just terrible? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. All right. Uh, persistent petitioners uh, has the officer two and a white for a three two creature human soldier when he comes into the battlefield target you can tr- creature you control gets plus one plus one until end of turn yeah pass ultra no, replaceable yeah this no, would be really great for the boros deck when we do um war of the spark draft that's right yeah <laughs> Next card. Uh, <laughs> oh, here's another Boros card then. Uh, Scorchmark, one in a red instant. Scorchmark deals two damage to target creature. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead. Decent river spell. That's, That's fantastic. Fine, yeah. It's like I've du- never first picked it. Double There's price no, of shock. Yeah, it's the like, exile feature. I, I, God, I love exiling a freaking yeah. the 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 three two afterlife. Two, oh yeah, yeah. Exiling yeah. any afterlife creatures, yeah, delightful. They go ministrant of obligation. What do you, what get do you around do that one. one. Yep. Scorch mark, yeah. Untap my turn. Oh, <laughs> I was so going to get two flyers out of that. Oh. I had plans for those guys. Mm-hmm. Undercities embrace two small hands. <laughs> Undercities embrace two and a black instant. Target opponent sacrifices a creature. If you control a creature with power four or greater, you gain four life. The, the second half of this card never happens. Does I've, it? I've not seen that happen. Yeah. Um, One black, yeah. The uh, people have been sideboarding this in against me a lot. Yeah, just you, just, just me. Yeah, wow, that's so specific. And it's never, it's never been great. <laughs> yeah, the end. 
<laughs> yeah, because it gives you the choice to get rid of something. Like if, if you are always of, you know, might get rid of this one of you. Yeah, and, and when I've brought it in against... So you bring it in against green, generally. So green goes, trade off my two drop, trade off my three drop, trade off my four drop or whatever. And they go, boom, here's a big whatever, a 6-6 six, six riot. And you go, yeah, sacrifice a creature. Yeah. Um, or, or it kind of doesn't matter what you get because you're a grindy deck that just needs to get rid of stuff on their board but like there's so many ways this goes wrong it's kind yeah of very good like like against any afterlife creature terrible yeah and if they've got other afterlife creatures already they're probably happy to just to sack a you, one you, one like you put enchantment removal on it and you go aha sacrifice a creature they can't they just sacrifice the one with the law mages binding on it yeah uh steeple creeper that that would mean that you'd be playing oh no that's right mm. you, you're playing a esper esper deck Steeple Creeper, we just did that. Yep. Uh, Wrecking Beast, this is the one that you mentioned earlier on. Five mm. and two greens for a creature beast. He's a 6-6. Six, six. He's got Riot. Whew. That means he can put a plus one, plus one counter or give him haste. And he's got Trample. So he's a 7-7 seven, seven Trample next turn. Or he's a 6-6 six, six now with Trample. I don't think I've ever cast this as a 7-7 seven, seven Trample. No, It's always a 6-6 six, six Haste, which is mm. a good card. Yeah. I wouldn't first pick it, though. Mm. Yeah. No. Ah. Skitteril, three and a blue for a 3-3. Three, three. He's got two and a blue. Adapt him for two. Uh, he's a fish crab. I would first pick this card. Would you? Mm-hmm. Skitteril. Maybe I like Simic too much. <laughs> I think this card's just a really good rate. Blue, decent, yeah. blue doesn't often get creatures of these of this stature. Mm. Yeah. Like oh, a, a hill giant and then a 5-5 five, five for... Three, it's nice because like? the adapt cost doesn't feel it, so It's not gross. very expensive. Yeah, you can do another spell in the same time. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, here's our first pick. Deface. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> the nuts. <laughs> this Mishka loves this card. Or Deface. He got he got defacted, didn't you? Yeah, I don't like this card. <laughs> deface. <laughs> <laughs> they blew up your Tome of the Guild pack? Yeah, two two different matches. I truly believe this is a, a don't play it card, though. Uh, unless you're looking at... Side we've been blessed with three. The face uh, is one red sorcery. Choose one, destroy target artifact or destroy target creature with defender. So this has been good against me with both its mode Gate more than once. That's strange. Yeah. So like uh, I played the time of the, the guild pack deck, which was amazing by the way. Um, five <laughs> one. Uh, but did you both, go five one with that? Was five, that what happened? Five one. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but both times I played time of the guild pack. First in the main deck. One time, yeah, he defaced deck. my time in the guild pack. Ma- this How is not this even best a- of three. Best of three, and they've oh. got it main. Yeah. Oh, the head was game one. It's absurd. Yeah. They're like, man, they never main deck that. I, I bet there's heaps of artifacts and defenders to destroy. <laughs> you've got to know that you've won if they've main deck that, though. That's yeah, like, I mean, not I when it blows up your tome. <laughs> but then he also destroyed um, in the next match. He destroyed my creature with the defender, my yeah. um, six six that I'd put it. Yeah, put you're, a you're, on. you're um. Uh, Scuttlegator, yeah. 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 Rough times. <sighs> but it's still a terrible card, right? It's still a terrible card. Oh, it's really card. bad, yeah. Mm. Also, uh, whoever played at that time is going, deface, main deck card. Yeah. I love Expose the Daylight as a sideboard card. Mm. I do that a lot. Uh, of Locket, Any more? anything to say about that that we didn't say about Rakdos? Play Locket? that one more than Rakdos one. Yeah, yeah, I think this is probably the best More necessary. One overall. Yeah. Rakdos seems to be a little, you need to be a bit more pacier, don't you? You haven't got time to do a Locket. Ors of you were going to run yeah, out of cards. Yeah, Rakdos Locket is the worst, I think. Yeah, 
Uh, Frenzied Aranx, uh, two a red and a green for a 3-3, creature of cat beast. And you can riot this dude. He's got trample. You can also go four a red and a green. Frenzied Aaron gets plus three, plus zero until end of turn. It's a Frenzied Aaron. Frenzied Aaron. Aaronx. Hmm. I love this card. You should change your middle name to Kinx. <laughs> Aaronx Graham. <laughs> Aaronx Graham. <laughs> I haven't done that one. Shh, shh. <laughs> Still got another pod to go before. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah this card's good. Yeah. yeah, I know. I like this card. I like it a lot. Four four trample four four trample for four with an activated ability. Ah. Yeah. Give me a kiss, little boy. Ah. <laughs> Add trample as well. And trample, yeah. It's gonna Ooh. go straight over the top of those two twos. Oh, here's a very versatile uh good card for doing lots of stuff with. Uh Dagger Caster. Three and a red for a two three creature Viachina Rogue at Uncommon. When Dagger Caster enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to each opponent and one damage to each creature your Ozov opponents control. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good card. Yeah. I remember early in the format thinking this was going to break it with Blade Brand. Oh, you, yeah, you yeah, it, yeah. You give it yep. Death Touch in response to the trigger. That's but sick. I've seen it happen twice. I've seen it happen never and I've been drooling at the mouth wanting to make it happen <laughs> yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, I've, uh, my rating of this card's gone down a lot because it's only great against Ozov. Could you could you just run us through how how do you do you make Blade Brand work on it? What are we talking about there? So when Daggercaster enters a battlefield, it doesn't just do the ability immediately. Its ability goes on the stack, which is which is a place where it waits for both of, both players to res, to have a response yeah. before it happens. In response to it, you give your own creature you you give Daggercaster Death Touch, which you can do because it's on the battlefield with its trigger on the stack, and then. Because Daggercaster deals the damage to all your opponent's creatures and one damage to them, giving it Death Touch resolves first, and then it gives all damage it deals for the rest of the turn Death Touch, so it kills all the things that. So they if you're board. playing on Arena, you okay. you pay, <laughs> thanks Siri, you 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 pay the casting cost, and it goes up to the right hand side of the screen. It hovers there, yep. then you play Braidband before it hits the battlefield. So it's no, no, it has to be on the battlefield for you to target it with Bladebrand. Okay, so oh, so that the ability comes back off the stack. That's it comes right, and it comes the, into yeah. the stack. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I remember. I know so cast a caster, it resolves, enters the battlefield, trigger goes on the stack. Yeah, and then you have to target it with Bladebrand in response because, to the trigger. In response to the trigger. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because sometimes those sort of things, you know what you want to do, but you just get tripped up mm. by it somehow. Okay, there's Daggercaster and Sentinel's Mark. Oh, well, that was our first uncommon. Yep. What was, what was our common from that, guys? Uh, I take Aranx. Yeah, Aranx or yeah. Skitteril, one of the two. Yeah. Yep, cool, cool. Um, so Daggercaster was our first uncommon. Then we've got Sentinel, Sentinel's Mark. Uh, it's an enchantment. It's one and a white for an aura. Flash it in, enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus two, and has Vigilance. Addendum, when Sentinel's Mark enters the battlefield, if you cast it during your main phase, Enchanted Creature gets lifelink until end of turn. Yeah, replaceable. It's fine. I've never... It's never that exciting, is it? I thought it was going to be... I thought we were more excited about this at the beginning of the set than we are Vigilance is quite good in the set, but but not good enough to still play an aura. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Wall of Lost Thoughts. Uh, One and a blue. Creature, wall, zero four, defender. When Wall of Lost Thoughts enters the battlefield, target player puts the top four of the library into their graveyard. Have you been killed more by this milling you out or by it smacking you in the face? Smacking me in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, high, well, high, high alert, style. Yeah. 
they go uh, Resolute Watchdog, Wall of Lost Thoughts, uh, High Alert. High Alert. Hit you for seven. Oh, I've done that. I've done that as well to people. It's good, good fun. Mm. LSV's point was don't not to be too keen about having to mill the other person, but rather to mill yourself is not a bad option. Uh, just because you gain information about what cards have gone away, or if you're playing certain decks, you know where you might have if you're playing if you if you're playing um, Dead Revels. You just yep. give yourself more choices mm-hmm. to get cards if, back. Yeah, I think if this is the only card you have in your deck that mills them, and you're yeah, in you're, mo- it's more it's likely not a win condition. That's it. You have to. It's context dependent because you have to know why you're putting your own stuff in the graveyard. But it's less of a liability to put your own stuff in the graveyard than to put theirs in. Yeah, if if your win condition isn't to mill them out, it's unlikely you're going to kill them with milling them out. And all you could do is fuel their dead revels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and our. Rare is a money card. It's Godless Shrine. It's uh, a land, plain swamp. Uh, it's Godless Shrine and it's about Yeah, look, I really like it. I was just going to first pick the Godless Shrine. Yeah, I managed to do that as well. First pick Godless Shrine, easy $15. Easy $15. <laughs> You're just going to money draft. If I was at the Pro Tour, I'd take Frenzy Darings, I guess. Yeah, this pack's kind of average, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a yeah, really it was bad pack. a bit ho-hum. So, which pack would you rather have? First one. The second one. If you are playing, Ooh. oh, if I'm playing, right? Okay, playing. the first pack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, I'm a, if, if I'm a questioner, yeah. then definitely the second pack. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll keep this one over here. That one's going to uh, bearded someone, bearded monkey boy MC. If if we can podcast at sevenlinehand.com, send us your address. We'll mail it out to you. Beardy McSandals. Beardy McSandals. All right. Uh, that was uh, that was. Buster yeah, Booster. Buster's Buster Booster. Right back after this. MTG Card Quiz 6, 7, Land Hand. It's a real quiz. It's a real quiz, all right. And on topic with the show, oh, I just got a whiff of Kraken then. We haven't even opened any yet. Is any, did anyone so. get one? <laughs> I gave myself a Kraken enema before. Oh, okay. They're good though, aren't they? Burn mm. a bit, but whew, so spicy. So spicy. <laughs> all right, MTG Card Quiz. Do I tell you what? Yeah, the theme... It's a seven-point game, and the theme, Mulligons. Mulligans. Oh, yeah. Mulligans. Oh, wow. uh, mm. is the answer for number one. <laughs> question number one. I had a lot of trouble wording Ooh, all these Mulligan questions. Mulligan to four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, question one. Magic was originally published without a mulligan rule. Uh, the first modification allowed a player to mulligan a, hand, a new hand of seven cards. These are all facts. There's no mm-hmm. question here. The next two changes were given specific names. What are these named mulligans? Very confident response from the quizzes today. Mm-hmm. So pretty much name, name the first two named mulligans, really, I guess, if we can boil it down to that. The Mishka mulligan and the Martzol mulligan. The <laughs> You get its alliteration. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, good. Uh, question two: the first of these, the first of these named mulligans. So the first one that you wrote down, yeah, was initially tested at Pro Tour Los Angeles and then at a smaller event in Boston. In what year did this take place? Well, I should probably scribble out the answer for the previous one. <laughs> and, and a bonus. What was the event that accidentally included this style of mulligan in their tournament rules? That accidentally? Yeah. 
What was the event that accidentally included this style of mulligan in the tournament rules? So much controversy in the mulligan history here. I, I read through and I pulled old leather-bound brown binders out of a, a dusty library, read through several, several volumes just to find three questions for empty card <laughs> quiz, except light hand, because it's a real quiz. So the first of these named mulligans was initially tested at Pro Tour Los Angeles and then at a smaller event in Boston. In what year did this take place? Bonus, what was the event that accidentally included this style of mulligan in their tournament rules? Okay. And for question three, name the one, and I believe that uh, interacts with mulligans. So name the, one, name the one card that interacts with mulligans. Bonus, in which two sets has it appeared? So there's one card that interacts with mulligans, and it has appeared in two sets. Which two sets are they? Mm. Cool. <laughs> Sweet quiz. This is yeah, a very yeah. interesting one. Yeah, it is. There's lots of stories to be told mm. on here. Mishka, are you ready to... Oh, I don't know the sets. You can think about it as we, as we head yeah. back to the answers. Uh, question one. Magic was originally published without a mulligan rule. The first modification allowed a player to mulligan a new hand of seven cards. The next two changes were given specific names. What are these named mulligans? Uh, do you want to give us one of them, Aaron? Paris mulligan. I've got that one as well. Okay. Do you have another one? Vancouver mulligan. Aaron, what do you have? Boston mulligan. The answers are the Paris mulligan and the Vancouver mulligan. I know. Aaron and Mishka. It's the first time I'm in the lead. One and two. That's what I wrote down first, but then he threw me off with the next one and I revised my answers. <laughs> the first of these named mulligans was initially tested at Pro Tour Los Angeles and then at a smaller event in Boston. In what year did this take place? Mishka. I have actually no idea. 2002? You've heard of years, though. Yeah, yeah I've heard of years. That's why I said 2002. Yeah, so you had a guess at 2002. We'll give, I'll, maybe I'll give it to the closest the point to a cl- the closest answer. 2003. <gasps> Mishka, 1997. No, yes. I wrote 1998. <laughs> I thought I'd game it. Oh, oh God, my hubris. Oh, it was April 1997. And what was the event that accidentally included this style of mulligan in their tournament rules? Uh, Aaron? Pro Tour Paris and Nationals. It was Pro Tour Paris, <laughs> and that's where we got the Paris, Paris mulligan, mulligan from. <laughs> really? Why we called it that? That seems weird. Yeah. So, so yeah, they they played it. That's in, what we called it for years. Like, yeah. yeah so they the it was Paris so mulligan. they trialed it at Pro Tour Los Angeles, and then they trialed it in Boston, and then for somehow it got put into the tournament rules for, for uh, Pro Tour Paris in 1997. They played it there, and they were like, yeah. That's, that, fine. that's fine. And yeah. it became the Paris Mulligan, much to the chagrin of Boston and, and Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> um, Los Angeles Mulligan's a bit wordy, though. Yeah. Uh, L.A.M. Oh. Boston Mulligan sounds good, actually. Yeah. It sounds Boston like a Mulligan. drink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does. It's like the um, Cleveland Mulligan uh, LSP was saying sounds like, like, a, <laughs> like a sex act. Like a haze or something <laughs> like that. Like, uh, <laughs> You're so, giving me a Cleveland Mulligan. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, one thumb or... Giving me a Mexican two. Halloween. Oh. <laughs> Name the one card that interacts with mulligans. Uh, who wants to go first on this? Serum powder. 
Uh, what have you got? Serum powder. It's serum powder. So that's one point each. I believe that makes us three, four. And Aaron, can you give us one of the sets it was in? Miradin. Uh, Mishka, can you give us one of the sets it was named in? Was it Masters 2017. Uh, you got any more? Iconic Aaron? Masters. And Mishka, if you got any no. more? No. <laughs> what was your second answer, Mishka? Not right. Masters 2017. That was your first Didn't one. you say that already? Oh, I didn't have a second answer. I have no idea. Uh, you should have said Iconic Masters when you oh, realized yeah, that I- was Yeah, Iconic Masters? Answer. Yeah, but you didn't say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron gets one for that. Tying it up at Ew. four apiece. Was it Dark Steel? It was Dark Steel and Iconic Masters. Oh, man. Why didn't you say Iconic uh, Dark Steel originally? You had it. Uh, I wrote down Mirrodin. It was Mirrodin or Darkster. Those two sets are very similar oh, okay. to me because I never played with them. Yeah, you have um, you have the answers. You have you have more answers written down that are correct than you said out loud. I think because I have. Yeah, I, I've screwed up all of them <laughs> by trying to be tricky. All right, it's for all. But uh, right oh, after, so we'll be back later on to, to tiebreaker that out. But oh, we've got this, with some flavor text. But we've got uh, the the big topic discussion. So many things to discuss right after this. <laughs> Topic discussion. Topic discussion. Today, we're kicking it off with a bit of London Mulligan discussion. This has been something uh, of, a, of an argument in Team Seven Land Hand. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the, what I believe is the uh, other side of the argument is not here today. Shout out to Kian. <laughs> Who is run on Kian? Yeah, who might tune into the? You keep fighting the good fight the against the Mulligan, uh, Aaron. What is the London Mulligan? Okay. What, what's happened here? This is a pretty big rule, and I'm honestly truly surprised that they did this because of the the potential ramifications to older formats. Mm. It is a new Mulligan rule. If you don't like your initial hand of seven, yeah, what you did with the Vancouver Mulligan was. You would scry. You, you, <laughs> sorry, you would shuffle all seven of them back in. You would draw six, and then if uh, if you didn't like that, you'd shuffle that back in. You draw five, uh, and then once you chose to keep whatever amount under seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, you get to scry one, which is look at the top card of your deck, put it on the top, put it on the bottom, then go on as normal. Yeah, and this was to. Um, eliminate the penalty for the, the, yeah eliminate some, like eliminate some of the penalty so you can't just do it for free um and that's opposed to the paris mulligan we just mulligan to six you yeah. go to six go to five go to four um the london mulligan will be a trial this is definitely it's not 100 percent what they're doing and it could be different format to format but they're going to try it for modern and limited at the london mythic championship when you mulligan you draw back up to seven when you choose to keep you put cards on the bottom of your deck equal to the amount of times you have mulliganed. Yeah. You see, you're always drawing seven and then you put the amount of times you've mulliganed on the bottom of your deck. Yeah. So the first time you mulligan, you look at that new seven, you choose to keep it, and then you put one of the cards on the bottom of your deck. Right. Thus, you have mulligan to six... But you looked at seven cards and you got to pick the six that you wanted out of there. Which seems pretty decent. Yeah. So, so the, the, problem, the problem or the thing that needs to be analyzed here is it's been uh, trialed at the London Pro Tour. Yep. And the Mythic Championship. Mythic Championship. So, excuse me. <laughs> excuse you. Uh, uh, which is a modern event. 
Is that correct? Yep. And the 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 general feels just on a read through are that this seems okay for limited and constructed or better oh, better for, for oh sorry yeah for standard and for uh and it seems really good for limited but then it could suck badly for modern and uh other legacy formats. vintage kind of. yeah yeah so your level one argument is that um uh, this will give combat combo decks more agency right because you know, they get to see more cards all the time they can just uh, keep mulliganing until they get to their combo mm. and then just win the game straight mm. up two card combo decks become very very easy to find two card combos yeah so say uh guardian silly ray yeah splinter twin yeah in 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 modern now that deck might become more powerful because you can just mulligan to uh to how many cards do you need for the combo? mulligan to five you need mm. two cards yeah all right and you play a three drop and then a four drop and then you win as soon as the four drop resolves if you mulligan to four and keep land, land, Sahili, Felidar Guardian, you put three cards you don't want on the bottom of your deck, you you will combo off on. Are they still? Four, I thought they were banned. They Is it just banned from? Was it's it banned, banned from? from it was banned from standard. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe a better sort of um, example might be Tron actually. Yeah, because Tron just requires four cards to win the game. Yeah, uh, so you need. Uh, Urza's Mine, Urza's Tower, Urza's Power Plant. If you have all any, th- any card begin with Urza, by the sound of things. Yeah, if you mm. have all three, apart from Urza's Sunglasses, which is a really <laughs> weird old card. Or Incubator. Um, or Incubator. <laughs> if you have those three lands in play, instead of tapping for one colorless mana, they now tap for two, two, and three. Uh, so they tap for seven. So you just need those three cards and something to cast on turn three with them. So a seven drop, usually like Khan or something, mm. or a Worm Coil Engine. So with them with them testing this the London Mulligan at this uh, Mythic Championship, uh, do you think it's going to come back as a negative? Because it seems like it's bad for that format. And if it does come back as bad for that format, they does the Mulligan rule have to be standard across all formats of play, or can they have London Mulligan for standard and for limited, and then the, the Vancouver the, Mulligan for the rest? The, the the divergence between the power level of those two formats is so large. Hence, hence, it's difficult to have rules that apply to both. To both, yeah. You don't. I don't think that you should do a catch-all for the sake of a catch-all. Why not just have mulli- different mulligan rules for both? It's a bit awkward, though, if you transition between formats. I, th- I, f- I feel also, like... I don't, don't think it's actually that bad for modern. So, like, that's why I said the level one argument Oh, is yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Are, yeah. It's a level two argument. The level two argument is that, like, you can find your um, hate pieces better. Yep. So, if you're playing against Dredge or you're playing against, oh, I don't know, Affinity or whatever, so these are decks that require the graveyard or artifacts, matter, synergies. Um, you, with this mulligan rule, it's much easier to find your ley line, which will exile all yeah. graveyards, or your stony silence, which will prevent all artifacts from having activated abilities. So not only is it easy to combo, but it's also easy to hate out combos. So you can counter it just as, uh, just as with easily. more efficacy yeah. as, as apply it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, Even I, damping, like, cards like Damping Sphere get better yeah, against, exactly. against Tron, because that card was such a dud if you drew it late. Where Stony Sun's still good if you draw it late. Leyline of Sanctity's still good if you draw it late. They still can't kill you. Um, but Damping Sphere is like, once they've already got some stuff on the board, if you draw it, it doesn't do anything. So this uh, makes uh, aggro decks better 
for the format because now you can sculpt a hand if you need to mulligan to make sure you are curving out yeah. one drops and, and burn spells and things. Uh, but yeah, it, with, with combo any, decks, any curve really. If, if if it's if curve matters to your deck mm. instead of you, yeah, this is going to assist with that. Mm. And uh, I think the feedback from the pro tour will be, I don't know how it, what what this means for modern at large. And for limited, Slam Dunk is amazing. It's fantastic yeah. for limited and for standard better. as well. It's mm-hmm. just amazing for, for those two formats. Mm-hmm. You prevent, for, prevent yeah. stuff like the uh, the situation in the top eight of the PT, the one before last. Where was that? Yeah, where LSV mulliganed to yeah, four. Yeah, mulliganed to four. If he had been able to look at seven cards each time, it's much easier to find a good good hand in mm-hmm. seven than it is. He, say, he says he believes five. that knowing what the card he drew, uh, he would have been able to possibly win that. And he says he would have won it. Because he's maybe being more confident about it and maybe ungracious to the person who did actually win. But that's what he said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's one, one of the best players of all time. It, I think he... Mm. he mm. Uh, uh, the, the, I, I think the big discussion that we will have now is... Do you want me to do that? I'll do the key and arguments. Be key and, yeah, yeah. You you be key and. I'll just just get limbed up. (laughs) All right. Uh, I just want to add in one of the things that was uh, a potential benefit of the London Mulligan, which I believe now uh, is not the case, is just a misunderstanding in in how it works, uh, was that the London Mulligan will eliminate the amount of shuffling that was involved. But I don't think that's the case at all because if you draw seven and don't like it, uh, you'll still put those seven back, shuffle it, and then draw yep. another seven. So it's still the same amount of shuffling, same so that's shuffling. not an issue. Yeah. All right, I'm Kean. I've got my Kean hat on. Th- there, is, there, there is one more consideration, which oh. is the now choosing. So you go, uh, you, say you, uh, you've mulliganed the first time. You look at your new hand of seven, now going, God, do I keep this and put my worst card on the bottom, or do I mulligan again? That's a bigger decision that's that's quite a difficult decision as well and then mulliganing to five but looking at seven and choosing which five to keep that's like that's that's quite difficult as well yeah and so it's going to add a little bit more time to the clock of deciding but not significantly more i think yeah than the previous mulligan rule anyways yeah. so the uh Kean's, one of Kean's arguments was that he likes the idea of there being variance <clears throat> and if um, if you, it's hard to make his argument. I tell you, uh, if if you draw a hand and it has five lands and two six mana spells, it's too bad. You just got a mulligan and you have another look and you draw six and you scry one. And if you get you know no lands and six spells. Tough, maybe you just go to five, and that's just variance, and that's why we play magic because there's variance. And if you don't like this, is the, if what he always goes to if you don't like variance, play chess. Mm-hmm. I think, like, it's specifically lungs along the lines of not the tone that I was going to take in response. <laughs> <laughs> These are not words that I said, yeah. This is just trying to quote the argument back, uh, or did a discussion that we had uh, along the lines of uh, I think what he sort of means is that uh, over time in magic. Over yes. many many matches, that's true. Mulligans don't matter. Yeah. So if you're a good player, no matter how many times you have to mulligan throughout your you know your career, career, um, a good player will always do better than a non good than a, like a. But a worse if you're player. in the final of the pro tour and it happens to you, then 
and you get the bad swing of it then as opposed to it happening to you on a Thursday in April when nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. That's just so devastating for it to happen in that moment. I, I agree. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I don't get to play as much magic as I'd like. And if I am screwed out of a whole session of magic because I had to mulligan to five twice, mm. I don't enjoy that very much. Yeah. Um, it, the the variance in this game that I think LSV, who, who obviously we respect and talk about a yeah. lot, he said, there's variance in this game anyway. There is so much. Yeah. Every single time you draw a card, you're rolling a big dice to say, hope I draw a land when I need when it. When you roll hope a dice, draw... see who goes first. Yeah. Um, roll a dice, see who goes first. Draft, draft some cards. Draft or which some one cards. are we going to get? Which one are we going to get next? Did I open a bomb? Didn't open a bomb. Huge amount of variance. Variance, 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 variance. Everywhere along the line, including every single card you ever draw from the top of your deck, Mm. When you complain about drawing three lands in a row, that's variance. When you draw about, when you moan about drawing non, three non-lands in a row because you need a land, that's variance. There's already so much good in variance, even just like matchups, even yeah, oh, even who you get paired against, even you know who you're sitting the, next the, to. Even in the draft who, yeah, ex is gonna... exactly. This is a way to. Minimize the ugly variance. Yes. It's such a... This is why I think is, is way more controllable. Now, no one's arguing here inside the story. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, it's just, it, seems, it feels horrible if you're, in the, if you're in a critical game or a big game of your career. I mean, LSV will say the same thing. That was a big game of his career, even though he's won one of those, plenty of those before. It's still one. He wanted to win another one, but he was denied the chance to express his, his playing, actual playing skills mm -hmm. because of a draw or two draws that he got. Yep. Uh, or three? Did he go down to four, did he? Four. Down to yeah. four, yeah. Um, so even if you're just drafting at your friendly local game store on a Friday night magic and you've played your 20 bucks and you've got a deck that's pretty good, Maybe it's just ordinary, whatever. But you paid your money to get there and you start playing and you just get a crap draw. You've instantly just lost your ability to try and win some boosters or, or whatever's going off yep. because, because of a bad draw. And you'd mm. be looking at your deck going, I didn't even get a chance to play this deck to the best of my ability and what I think was in yeah. this deck. And I'd like to see that fly. If, it just feels so horrible when you have a deck and you're like, oh, I can't wait to play this card or I can't wait to do this or I can't wait to do that. If you don't do any of that, mm -hmm. and it's purely because you you got a bad draw and you were out of it from the very beginning of the game, that's that's just too. That makes the game bad. I think you imagine you're a new player to Magic. You've been playing a bit at home. You get screwed, flooded, screwed, flooded, and then you go O two in your first draft and you go home. Do you want to go back and play Magic <laughs> yeah. again? No, not really. Not really. Yeah, and that is the variance that Kian is vouching for. He's saying that's a vital part of magic. It is not a vital part of magic. There is so much variance in the game. And there's, this is just another way to exercise skill yeah. in the face of variance. Because mulliganing is still variance. Like you, you and still... Kian can play magic. Why doesn't, why doesn't he want to um, back that, his own the, skills? That's the bit that I'm perplexed by because this only helps experienced players. Mm. Because one time I drew too many cards... Uh, when they changed the rule at a GP, drew, drew uh, six instead of five. My opponent looked at my hand, because oh, this is the new rule now, if you draw too many cards, they look at your hand and they choose what to put on the bottom of your deck. Uh, 
I that I had a six drop, not enough lands, and they could take anything and and, and shuffle it away. They chose my six drop. Yeah. And I won that game. Where I shouldn't where I just shouldn't have. He should have taken the land, left me with a six drop, not enough lands and whatever in my hand, would have gotten screwed and lost. Uh, and lost. Uh, he uh he took the six drop from my hand and I was like, "You sculpted my hand and made it better." <laughs> like you took literally the worst thing out of my hand cuz you're like, "Can't deal with that six drop if he goes land that. land 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 in a row." And then I won that game. So that was unfortunately the rules going very much in my favor and i don't (laughs) there's some part of me that says that shouldn't have happened but also did did he deserve to beat me probably not and but I then think, deserving it is yeah, very weird. I don't, I don't like that deserve thing. <laughs> I don't like like the when they talk about that in sports and say, oh, this team deserved to win, but they didn't. This other team did. I, I don't buy that it's, at all. It's fraught with a lot of mm. uh, baggage. I think, I think there might even be a counterclaim. You know, that new guy that you said shows up, gets screwed and flooded and just goes home and loses and thinks that was an awful night out. Mm. I think to a lesser degree, if they just win a bunch of games because their opponents flooded or got screwed that gives them a wrong reading on what the game's about as well i mean they might go home going i won and i was great and this deck's awesome Mm -hmm. but they could have been playing a a dreadful deck that just fell over the line their opponents stumbled yeah yeah which isn't really what the game's about either you want the game to represent itself well and then when they come back next week and eat crap yeah. Not getting screwed or flooded, and they go, I don't understand this game. Yes. But like I've seen lots of players <laughs> who have done that as well. So. No, I, th- I think the only real argument against London Mulligan is its impact on like eternal formats. Yeah. So, mm. like modern legacy vintage. Like, uh, for example, so excited vintage to play it. So, Dredge. Yeah, vin- Vintage Dredge. There's a card in, in Vintage called Bazaar of Baghdad, and it's a land that doesn't tap for mana. It just says, draw three cards, discard two cards. Draw two, discard three? Yes, draw two, discard three. Uh, this card's incredible because you can like dredge on turn one. You can win on turn one. You can win on turn one, and then all. But Bazaar of Baghdad is so strong in that particular deck; it's restricted to you can only have one copy in your whole deck. But the deck is so reliant on it and doesn't care what's in its hand. You just mulligan until you have Bazaar of Baghdad in okay. your hand. This deck plays Serum Powder, by the way. Yeah, so <laughs> so that you get twice ah. as many mulligans. Um, so that sort of thing is broken because you can just keep mulliganing and you just mulligan to one every time hoping you get a bazaar because you win on turn one if you have a bazaar sometimes. Uh, and, and, and that's absurd. Uh, and I, that makes me think they will not put this mulligan into old formats like Vintage and Legacy. I think they don't care about Vintage and Legacy. But then why, why, why change it? Why? That, like, they won't change the mulligan rule for those formats. Oh, just because of uniformity, and it's too annoying when people are like, mm. "Oh, I'm playing this." Oh, wait, we have to change a mulligan rule now. And you know, yeah, I, I just think it would be easier to have multiple mulligan rules. Call it the Scry Mulligan and the regular Mulligan, and go Vintage Legacy will have the Scry Mulligan, and all other formats will have the regular Mulligan. Yeah, I, th- I think that seems to be like the point you made earlier on is like that they're quite vastly different games almost. So yeah. why well, can't they yeah. just have Vintage Dredge? Mulligan. You're not playing Magic. That's that's not Magic. Yeah, it's not Magic. Doing. It's yeah. Yeah, it's mm. not as Garfield intended. <laughs> what the cat? No, Rob. Oh yeah, Richard. Richard. <laughs> um, lasagna. Uh, <laughs> lasagna. Hey, uh, something else that's uh, probably a, a close to, but a little bit off topic. Something that LSV we mentioned him a lot today. LSV brought up. 
He suggested uh, maximum hand size nine. Weird. You draw seven, but maximum hand size not seven. Oh, uh, nine. Sure. Yeah. I th- so, I, what's what? What do you feel about that? I don't I think, mind that actually. I That's, think get rid of maximum hand size. Yeah. Like, yeah. It comes up so rarely, uh, and the time, the two times that it comes up the most in my magic career are a, I. I'm getting screwed. screwed. That's yeah. when it is. And then I would love to keep all of my cards. So you're having a bad time, aren't you? Having a bad time already. So let's punish you while let's you're having a bad time. Let's punish you by time. discarding some cards. Yeah. Um, and the other time is when I'm playing a control deck and I'm already winning so much. So I'm so far ahead. It doesn't matter what I discard. Yeah. It seems like mana burn to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it seems like the old thing that's like, Oh, don't don't tap too many lands, or you'll get mana burn. And it's like, mana burn was, last was mana burn hurt your mana. life total? So if you had any untapped, if you had unspent mana, it would come back and burn your life total. No, it was even more specific than that. It was like you pay <clears throat> four mana, and you cast a three. You cast a three drop. No, no, no. Sorry, you have two lands that tap for two mana each. Yeah, and you want to play something that costs three. Yep, you play the thing that costs three. When it goes to your next phase and it goes, would you like to use that mana? You go, no. It deals a damage to you for each mana you didn't spend from yeah. lands that you tapped. Uh, it never came up. Mana drain. Apart from like mana drain and like right of flame yeah. and, and stuff that produces more mana than you need. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But it never killed Irrelevant. you and it didn't, yeah, and it didn't matter. Um, so nine, the, nine, 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 hand size. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I think hand size not relevant yeah. to yeah to pretty much any they could loosen up on that right that that seems like a good no one to me for it i i, oh, I mentioned sorry, the, the <clears> third the, the main one is you're on the draw you're a control deck you play divination on turn three yeah and then you have to yeah. discard a card that's bullshit i <laughs> know right it's bullshit like because it might be the right time to play it and you might not foresee yourself being able to cast it the next turn yeah but that means you can't play it because you have to toss a card anyway you have to toss a card and, and you maybe go, you need it it's not card advantage because you're spending one card to draw two and then discard one. It's a two for two. Yeah. Um, so th- if those are the three main ways in which it's come up in my entire Magic career, I've played a lot, like mm. li- limited, standard, some modern, lots of Commander and stuff. Uh, in Commander, it doesn't matter because you have all these effects in your deck that say you have no maximum hand size on a land for free, so they don't care about those those formats. Get rid of it. Far out. It just seems... I. You know, uh, Martin Luther King style. I was just imagining a world where you had we were a doing, dream. I had a dream where we would London Mulligan, London Mulligan, and we would have no maximum hand size, or we'd have nine. You'd be like, oh, it just seems so freeing. It was like, like running, like draw nine, keep seven. No, 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 no. It's always the, the London Mulligan is <clears throat> its, it's own thing. As it is, but I'm yeah. just saying, and. No maximum hand size as well. Yeah, but it just doesn't come up. That's why I'm thinking it's oh, good I don't to know. just abolish so, it. I've in yeah, standard right no now. I've been playing size. a lot Just of don't worry about it. expansion explosion, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the time I will. Uh, I've got like one opportunity to cast it, so I'll cast it for its maximum value, um, so I don't get punished by something they do. I draw, you know, nine cards. I have a hand of like sixteen or something like that, um, and then I'm discarding. But if uh, like up until that point, the the game had been relatively like similar. Both of us had had you know no real advantage. I'm just drawing a ridiculous amount of cards and I don't have any punishment oh, I for think that. that's too many cards. So, like, oh, having too sure. many cards is, I think, a part of the, as, like, a, a benefit to the game rather than, like, 
uh, a neg- like you having a maximum hand size advantage saying all the game. The people that are embracing the white weenie deck will have only have small hands. <laughs> you'll be able to hold sixteen. No, it's just like so. I have sixteen cards. I have so much more advantage than my opponent right now. So like, it, usually I just go oh, back down to seven. Sure. I have selected cards. I haven't gained card advantage. So I've drawn a bunch of cards. I've had to discard, but my hand is better than it was before. Oh, so it's not my opponent just... still has a chance. Mm-hmm. But then if I don't have to discard anything, all of a sudden I have 16 more resources than they, than yeah. they do. It's also mm-hmm. an incredible amount of analysis to go, which of these 16 cards do I use? Yeah. Maximum hand size nine. You've convinced I, me. I think <laughs> maximum hand <laughs> yeah. size of nine is good. Yeah. Nine's a lot of cards still. Yeah. Because seven's a lot when you expansion explosion. Mm. You can still lose from that point. I think, I think nine does negate that thing where you get punished for just getting screwed and you just keep drawing, drawing, drawing. And then maybe you get you land and you go, okay, I can play my second spell or my third spell or whatever. And yeah. That's, that's all right. And, mm. if, and if you're not keeping one land hands, you know, you're not going to get much past nine just by drawing. Yeah. Uh, we've decided. We'll be right back to Wizards and we'll let them know. Yep, London Mulligan rule, <clears throat> tick, and seven card. Oh, um, size. but uh, my, my theory is they change it per format. And if that is true... The mulligan. Yeah, the, the mulligan. Yep. Uh, and there's three types of mulligan, Paris, Vancouver, and London. All going at the same time? But, no, it'd be well, Vancouver. Vancouver I think they're all still in the rules. Mm. Oh, okay, sure. So what do you think they would do for each format if each format could have its own mulligan rule? Standard, limited would both have London mulligan, mm-hmm. everything else Vancouver. Uh, with the scry? Mm. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> They're good. Cool. Wow, we, we agree. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll write Keen that says, down. Paris mulligan, bring it back. Malta <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 6, Malta 5, Malta no, 4, no he'll, scry. He'll be over the original rule. Just, there's no mulligan. <laughs> no, the original... The the one that they changed it to was you can reveal your hand and if you have zero one six or seven lands in it you can just mulligan for free. Oh, Ooh, I, I like that. I didn't see that. I like that a lot. I read right through the whole history of it. I didn't see that at that, all. That was definitely well, one bring, for was that a one trial at the beginning. Ah, oh. um, maybe yeah, they that was a weird trial thing. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, oh, maybe they actually, only did it for a really short zero one six or seven lands, but you can't do it if you have three, four, five, or and or. Three, four, or five lands. So that way... Like, two, yeah. two, three, four, or five lands. So Vintage um, Dredge wins every single match. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> th- but this is when there was only type two or type yeah. 1.5 yeah. or whatever. And in those ones, it's like you draw six drop, six drop, six drop, five drop. I don't know what deck this is. Uh, five drop, two <laughs> lands. You can't mulligan. Right, yeah, sure. So it's just it's not very good. All right. This something is, else to is, consider. Beyond the nine, the nine card hand. We have to change our name to Nine Land Hand. Imagine that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Thirty-six Planeswalker Hand, War of the Sparks coming up, Shit. and we have been we, we yeah we personally mm-hmm. whatever have had it confirmed to us that there are going to be thirty-six Planeswalkers in the next set, War of the Spark. We've got the pictures. We've got the names of them. We've got they've all two. been identified. Really? I thought they had names under all of them. I didn't look through all two, of them. Two don't have names. They are new characters. Oh. Um, and they're going to be rare? They're going oh, to be mythic. We don't actually know that. So but what things. we do know is they're going to be, there's going to be a planeswalk in every single pack. That's amazing, right? That's amazing. This is talking about trying to make it mainstream. If the mainstream is after big characters, planeswalkers, it seems to be what all the new players get excited about. I'd actually prefer never to see a planeswalker again and just play magic. 
But <laughs> but that's just me being lazy. In the, I don't in like the story multi- or in the... No, in it's me being lazy because I don't like multimodal cards because it makes me decide too much. Oh, sure. <clears throat> um, and a Planeswalker gives me at least two decisions to make. Um, yeah, this is this is a play to get the get the wider audience in, surely. I think they are going to not do Planeswalkers for a, a while after this. Or oh, not, really? Not as we know them. Okay. Um, the Planeswalkers, but not as we know them. Because the Gatewatch is going to die or get dissolved or they're all going to lose their sparks. They are saying this is Nicol Bolas's last... Yeah. What were the words? Last... Uh, Endgame. Endgame. Avengers. Mm. Thanos is going to come in and stop. They're actually going to drop around the same time. Yeah, (laughs) very funny. Um, They plan that. Totally plan that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, So Nickel Balls is going to do something. All the planeswalkers are going to either die or get their sparks snuffed out or something. All apart from one. No one knows who the one is. Probably not Nickel Balls actually. Um, From the trailer, which is a great, great teaser. Mm. Everyone's talking about it. What, just the one where they spin around the church with all the little candles inside mm-hmm. it? You know, they're blowing out one by one, one by one. What does, it mean? what does it mean? <gasps> it means you have to think buy gonna... another box of matches. <laughs> I don't think they're going to die. I think they're going to lose their spark. Become characters. Become legendary creature planeswalkers. And then, but that would set up a good narrative for a long time where planeswalkers go out and try to refine their spark mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. Yeah. And then when they reignite, it's like a big thing and then a plane, one planeswalker yeah. card in the set. Oh, they're actually setting up the next 36 sets, which oh. are going to be <laughs> each Tamio individual character. Dak Faden finds his spark. Chandra finds her spark. It's just one after the other after the other. Yeah. Um, I like that idea. <laughs> um, I'm into it. As long as the next, the next like nine years, as long as the next 36 sets come out in the two weeks following for yeah. this <laughs> who would they leave to last? Jace, nine years? No, it'd be <sighs> Dak. <laughs> um, okay, so 36 planeswalkers in the set. There's usually two to five, fifteen oh, mythics. Sure. Two yeah. to five. Six, the, the most planeswalkers we ever got printed in a set before was six. M15? Which was Origin. Origins Origin. is six. No, no oh, M- M- M19. Watch. M19 did. Because it had the gatewatch, one for right each and Nicol Bolas is a flip. flip oh, sure. So, yeah. so six is the most planeswalkers we've ever seen in a set. It never felt oversaturated. Every single time <laughs> there was a... Big difference between six and 36. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> About yeah. 30. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Because even if they stepped it up to 10 or 15 Mythic, it would be like you'd see a Planeswalker like that you're playing against once a draft because you don't often play with or against a Mythic Rare. They're, they're just rarer yeah. than the other things. So two things I'm thinking here immediately is, A, immediately I think, wow, length of game. This could make games go for way longer as everyone starts attacking Planeswalkers and not uh, the other person. And, you know, life is you know essentially expanded, which means... B, the second part, is going to be lots of planeswalker removal in the next set. That's what, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like keep... Stuff like a, a pyrocarsen effect, which deals damage to all creatures, just also deals damage to planeswalkers. Oh, yeah. 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 And if we look back at the templating of all the, the, the cards over the last two years, they changed to any target on Skewer the Critics and mm. whatever... Uh, even Dagger Caster and Goblin Chainweller deal, deal a damage to each creature, opponent, and Planeswalker that they control. Mm. So they, they've been winking at Planeswalkers being a more interactable threat, 
But the only thing that makes proper sense to me is they have planeswalkers at rare and they have less abilities to reduce the board complexity for limited mm. and for standard. But like two. And have two abilities and maybe they both abilities. just tick down. Oh, so they just wear themselves out. They just wear themselves out. So they play more like a saga. It's them losing their spark. It's them just spark. losing their spark, yeah. They, wow. And then they die. So it kind of makes sense flavorfully. Say, Narset, whatever. One white blue, comes in with three loyalty. Her two abilities are both minus one. So you and, go, yeah. minus one, gets attacked by two, two, she dies. You got one thing out of it. It was probably okay. And maybe you've got some instants or sorceries, add two loyalty counters to... A planeswalker yeah. you control, um, and there's a there's a card in Dominaria which says put two yeah. loyalty counters on a planeswalker you control, and maybe that suddenly becomes good because you can buff your weird Liliana. Yeah, you want to keep going a little so bit longer. So I think there's going to be a bunch of Mishkas Rice Marlac. This is never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of normal looking planeswalkers. We're riding War of the Spark right now. <laughs> like five five to ten normal ones at the mythic level, and then the rest are just like rares, and and they all have. Simple abilities. Oh, it's, it's I don't understand like why a, they're doing this. Sell packs. Yeah. yeah, but like if they're all bad, that's the why would you think? Why right? they're not valuable to anyone? Because they're they're big characters. They're identifiable people. It seems like a lot. But like so, so, for example, um, Marvel Avengers is a good example. Yeah. There are so many characters in that that I don't care about a lot of them. I don't care about any of them. Yeah, I don't care about any of them either. So <laughs> I care about one of them. Spider Man. So, like, I care about you're just diluting your excitement, yeah. right? That's exactly what I think. Yeah. yeah. I think it's an odd choice. Yeah. Which makes me think that they're a story element, but the planeswalkers themselves aren't actually going to be planeswalkers. Imagine. But they said there's 36 planeswalkers. There's 36 yeah. planeswalkers, but they say they're actual planeswalker cards, or they say they're like legendary creature planeswalkers. Imagine if it was a community yeah. of yeah. characters battling it out that were more identifiable than Sadro Savant, perhaps. He's, <laughs> he's just a. This is an NPC. Like it, Gerald, Sage's, Sage Rosevant. Yeah. He's just a legendary no, creature. No, but these, but these are people that we've heard of before and are Very, in, yeah. in um, magic lore. Yeah. Uh, where most of the creatures that come out um, in, in every set, they're just NPC. We don't care. We're just, it's a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Two, like, two, so, three, so Dominaria two, was the closest, closest example. Danitha, Capashin. Wrath, Capashin. Capashin. Oh, Danitha... They're both compassion. Oh, they're both compassion. They're related. Um, Slimefoot, the stowaway. I like Slimefoot. Yeah, I like like those cards. And and they did legends and historic matters and stuff pretty well. Yeah. Uh, In this set, they'll just make planeswalkers matter. If you control a planeswalker, do X. If a creature like... Banalish, I was thinking more of the, the fluff level, you know. It's like who who is you know who is Dak Faden? Oh, is the you know the greatest the, thief the, in the, the multiverse? multiverse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and but people have never heard of him before. It's time they learn. Who's this man with the with the red right hand? <laughs> you can't do it for thirty six of them though. Yeah, uh, it'll be a tough ask. Man, think, yeah. limited is going to be bizarre. So in I know a draft format where there's a planeswalk in every single pack. Mm-hmm. You're just going to old... be passing shitty planeswalkers, aren't you? You're just going to yeah. be going, nah, this one's a shit one. Oh, for that interesting. Yeah. Uh, but like, so, all planeswalkers, they, have, like, so they can't just make a card with no good effect, right? Tibble. Yeah. yeah but pretty. Tibble. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope they learned their from... Have you ever played Magic before? <laughs> 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 but like, so they can't make a signature card with no effect. Yeah. So like, 
if they make so all if the Tamio planeswalkers... comes back and she's garbage, all the hype that they've tried to generate will be lost. Exactly. So if they've got a planeswalker in every single pack, the planeswalkers have to do something. The limited games are just going to be like slog fests of like mm. blow up your planeswalker. I'm just you know going to tick up my and pl- tick up my four planeswalkers I got on the battlefield. Okay, now you tick up your five. Oh, I've drew another. One. Now I've got five as well. You spend the whole game just going. Yeah. Do th- do four loyalty oh. damage to a planeswalker. Oh, I'm going to pump him up for three. So now he's five. So he's still alive. He's on one. Mm. So let's talk very simply. Right. The white, the white planeswalkers in the set. So they're Ajani. Yeah. Gideon. Gideon. Don't say it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't know. There's, there's a few multi- multicolored ones. Or L L L Elves, elves, whatever the fuck Keen wrote. Um, <laughs> uh, Elspeth's not not there, but like, uh, so, so there's Ajani, Gideon, and another one. Mm. Um, they put Gideon at Mythic and make him like a normal Gideon. Ah, uh, yeah. Then, so. uh, then the the rare ones are like Ajani and whoever. How can Ajani be less than Gideon? Because Gideon's in the Gatewatch. Yeah, he's in the Gatewatch, and it's just like he's a, he's a secondary well, character. Yeah. Ajani's always been like. So say Ajani's ones are just like. Gain two life. Is Garrett coming Plus back, one. by the way? I didn't check He's that. not in the mirror. <gasps> He's not in the stained glass window. Oh, man, why are they snubbing Garrick? I thought he was quality. He's got to come back and it's just the like next chop yeah. Nicol Bolas' head off with his big axe. Like Miss... Like, um, oh, not Miss Marvel. Mal, uh, Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel style. He's going to punch Thanos' face off. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the thing that I was saying about that is like a Johnny and random white planeswalker is they're more at the power level of your normal white rares. So right, okay. your Ajani puts a plus one, plus one counter on a creature for plus and then minuses to w- whatever. But but it's just kind of like <laughs> the power level of them is okay, but not great. So like a saga or something. Okay, so we have, a, we have two rares in every pack, two rare power level cards in every pack. Yeah. Okay. Or... Oh, like yeah, so like the or, or there just no other rares. Is it just planeswalkers? Yeah, maybe. Bit bizarre. They, they have be been more they, bizarre than two rares. They have been experimenting a lot with different printing techniques. So maybe they just went if uh, logic thing. If planeswalker in pack, don't add another rare. If rare in pack, there's a planeswalker in every pack. There's a planeswalker in every pack. If unless um, they make planeswalkers that uncommon. No. Oh, because they did that with Dominaria. Yeah. They did that with Dominaria. They made, they made, um, no, they made uh, legendary creatures. They made uh, at least one legendary oh. card in every pack. And I thought that was weird when they did that. And I was like, how did they do it? But they put it at the end of the print run. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did that. Yes, I see. That's it. Yeah. I think they've made uncommon planeswalkers of the minor characters. Yeah. And then as you step up, you've got different tiers of planeswalkers. Yeah. Ajani's a rare, Gideon's a mythic. What if your favourite isn't there? Like Dak Faden's everyone's favourite. If they put him in uncommon, be burnt. <laughs> like it's weird hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so, so that way you have um, a planeswalker in every pack. Uh, you have, most of them will be uncommon planeswalkers <laughs> and there'll be like an, a rarity within the planeswalkers. So like you might get, you might get, you'll probably get an uncommon planeswalker, then you might get a rare planeswalker, and then you might, might get a mythic planeswalker. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that sounds is the reasonable. only. That is actually the only thing that has now made sense. Yeah, they'll to they'll me. pack them like they did the legendary creatures yeah. in Dominaria. Um, yeah. yeah, we've solved it. <sighs> we got right, it, and then it's completely something else. When it yeah. Comes um, my my other thing was <laughs> if they Man. had them at rare or mythic and just guaranteed that they could get one in every pack, 
I thought maybe it was even more pointing towards doing War of the Spark Allegiance Guilds draft because then it's not so broken when you don't open three War of the Spark packs. But them being an uncommon makes far more sense. And how do you make an uncommon Planeswalker? You make it two mana, two loyalty, plus one, gain a life, neg two, deal one damage. That's trash. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so bad. But, but that's yeah, gonna be it, right? I guess so. Is anyone excited by that? Nope. Also, you have to explain Planeswalkers to literally everyone that comes and plays the new set. Yep. It just it does feels like it does. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No, it does feel like it's um, like it's this is perfect. What um, Beardy McSandals was asking off the mm. stream. This is a, appeal to a wider audience, but it feels like we're not going to be playing Magic. Well, the complexity's high because yeah. Planeswalkers in th- in themselves Don't, are Decision are trees just explode yeah. when you've got yeah. Planeswalkers okay. in play. Which is, yeah, um, but it will hmm. force them into people's hands. Like, y- you could go five years playing Magic and never buy or see a Planeswalker because you only buy one booster pack yeah. every month and you just literally never see one. And why did they introduce Planeswalkers? Because they wanted some key characters that they yep. could make a, mm-hmm. an amazing movie about one day. Yeah. Which has never happened. <laughs> Thank goodness it's never happened. I think that'd be the death of magic at the moment if that if that ever occurred. Maybe it would just be okay. No, it would be shit. Mm. Not not the movie. I mean, oh. bringing people into <laughs> oh, the game, sure. even yeah. though it's yeah. trash. I don't think the movie has any possibility. Hey, look, I good. trust in Mark Rosewater. He was he said that he was super excited for this set, the all the sets this year that were coming He's out. Always super excited about everything. No, but this had a different flavor. But to I it. do trust him and his design team. Yeah, and I think that he's overseeing it, and they would go. How do we make a Planeswalkers matter set? This is what his article is going to say. Yeah. We were like, "Hey, we want to focus. We want to focus the story is that, around is Planeswalkers." That the voice? Hey, we want to focus the set around Planeswalkers. Oh my god, it's actually quite accurate. And <laughs> the way that we do that, they're really powerful. And so we thought, "How do we make Planeswalkers that aren't mythic?" And oh, now it's getting a bit weird. It's getting like Garrett, Garrett from Community now. How do we make Planeswalkers that aren't mythic? We Put them at uncommon and rare. So we did the legendary cycle in Dominaria, and we did the same thing with Planeswalkers. And then we thought, how do we do 36 Planeswalkers? WTF, Mark. Yeah. And then that'll be his design article. It'll be like how they designed Planeswalkers for other things. Or... Uh, and they, I feel like they cannot... This is my final point, sorry. They <laughs> yeah. can't be creatures, because imagine they go... 36 planeswalkers in the set. And then we go, they're legendary creature planeswalkers, you fuck. <laughs> and they go, ah, ah, we had you go in there. And then everyone fucking hates them when they don't buy the set. That, that is actually what would happen, so they can't do that. It is, it is the Dragon Maze set. Looking back, guilds. Setting us up guilds. for a dud, huh? Ready for it to go. It's a good job it's not a block. Dude. It's a good job it's a big set. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. If it comes out in yellow... I think it will be draft alone now. You've convinced me. As soon as you said Planeswalkers are uncommon and we just, and we thought about how they would print that, yep. the legendary thing from Dominaria makes the most sense. It's a year from Dominaria was released mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. And that, this is all coming out, uh, it's the 10th of March as we record this. When does spoilers start? End of March? Mid, mid-April. Mid-April. <sighs> they only start about two, two and a half weeks. And oh, what is it? 24th? No, they, didn't they announce something? They're going to change that because the Pro Tour is on... 
pre-release weekend. Oh yeah, so, so it's going to come out three or four weeks before. I think now. so. So, so start of be start of April, beginning of April. Because what is it about the twenty fourth when it kicks off? Yeah, twenty. Let's 25th. get you some concrete information Actual from my calendar. Accurate. My calendar says War of the Spark pre-release twenty seventh and twenty eighth of April 27th, worldwide. Yeah. Also, Manchester United playing Chelsea. Ooh. Oh yeah. Manchester United playing Arsenal tonight. Anyway, <laughs> veering away from there. Okay, uh, something that we all, wrap this up so we can watch it. We all enjoy uh, Tales of RNA Draft and Constructed. Uh, we've all been playing Arena uh, and regular Magic and Magic. What what have we learnt? What have we learnt so far? What are we what have we taken forward? I'm amazing, reaching amazing plays. Oh, I'm reaching my sunset years with Ravnica. I'm Legends totally draft. not. I, I'm not either. I'm still excited to draft it. I'm still excited. To. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I've I've reached like a old man playing soccer that's still <laughs> spry and yeah. You want to keep going through the motions because it's fun. But show show the young kids how yeah, it's done. But you can't wait for the next life in which you're reborn as a as a young hot soccer as star. a young hot soccer man. Um, I'm, I'm really hopeful <laughs> that War of the Sparks gonna <laughs> gonna. <laughs> Sure. I'm really hoping War of the Sparks going to bring it and we're going to be as excited about that as we are now. But man, this is feeling good. I, I titled this as Theros 2. I don't think I've had as much fun since Theros as mm. I'm having now. It's it's very well balanced. Uh, there's lots of cool build-arounds. Uh, the, slow. The, the, yeah, it's Which not allows you to do stuff. Do you like slow? Fun. You're saying slow I, is oh, yeah, I, I really slow. like I really like like medium-length formats. Like too slow becomes a bit of a grind fest. Yeah. But a format like this where they're still aggro decks, but they're a little bit slower than like Zendika. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still do control decks, but they're not as like grindy as... Like Demir in the last format, I really enjoyed playing it, but it yeah. was very slow. It was a grind. You were killing people with also, two fives. I also don't like thinking about controlling the board and then being like, oh, I'm going to deck myself. <laughs> yeah. And, then, yeah. and so then like you it's, die. <laughs> it's in the perfect sort of like speed, like... Yeah. middle ground where you can do what you want but you're also not going to spend too much time yeah Azorius is like the weirdest control deck yeah as well yeah uh, yeah it, I got really excited about Azorius being the one and it wasn't was it? it's probably Although, my least favourite to play I think I've played it a lot but it's my least favourite to play because it's not it doesn't feel proactive no you're just drawing cards you're just drawing cards and playing high alert which <laughs> you don't even have to play high alert I really like high alert yeah. You guys like high alert. I love high alert. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been running super hot was recently. Was it you that played two or was it me? Or did we both do it? I played three. Three. I've never gotten three, but I've played two and two Shimmer of Possibility. Possibility. Yeah. Um, so that I can get them and two Catacomb Crocodile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was this year I was watching and I sort of was immersed. Mm. Um, the, uh, what is your guys' favorite deck that you've drafted? Oh well, I I went five one with the you know, you know, a probably eight out of ten Orzov deck, Imperial mm. Absolution and Taser and Oof. all the, all the beef. Yeah, I still think I, mine's probably the um the Tome of the, Tome Guild. Of the Guild packed. Every single card is a multicolor spell deck. <laughs> yeah. That was a pile and a half. That's um, that's great so though, good. isn't it? Those are the ones that you get the most satisfaction yeah. from where it's just like no one's ever played this deck before, no one's mm. going to play it again. I just 5 would Don't know how I won with that. Game. No one knows. It was really hard to know and I kept looking over and you're like, "Ah, I won. I'm 3 I'm 3 one now." Like, right. What? Um, um and I, then I love my go- goblin gathering decks. Just like draft or in the goblin. Yeah, how did you go with that? We never heard that. Uh, the the end result of the goblin gathering um 
the uh, Boris one, I didn't do too well on. You like, know the I've one that you came on then. and you, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've done well with with Goblin Gathering oh, wow. decks. How many? You, what's what's your minimum? What's my minimum to play Goblin? Uh, to actually play the card, I think you need a minimum of three. Yeah, in like a normal deck, but if you want to go all in, you need like five. And how many bone brights? Uh, is that two, essential? One or two? Yeah, you kind of need it because yeah. otherwise you're attacking with a bunch one, of one ones. ones. Have yeah. you played Cavalcade yeah. yet? Oh, okay. I haven't tried in that Cavalcade. Deck. Oh, okay, sweet. Huh. Um, my favorites, my my two favorites. One was a fifteen land Rakdos burn deck that twentyed someone without attacking. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. It's just spear spewers and ill-gotten inheritance and skewer the critics, uh, and then. Uh, Ilgot Inheritance is my my claim to fame for this thing. I said that was a good card early. Good call early, yeah. The GP it was just running rampant. Yeah, and um, uh, <laughs> a, a drunk draft I did where I just drafted. <laughs> uh, I just played every multicolored thing that I had, and uh, drew all my mythics and rares and everything, and tried to play like. Be- mesmerizing Benthid and like oh it was just a, such a mess I think I went like 3-2 three, three, with it and I was like hey! I, I talked myself out of I was going to draft and then I think I had the beer too many and beer too many yeah. and I made some sketchy life decisions you know like you know maybe brushed my teeth and then went back and finished my beer and thought what? why did I just brush my teeth <laughs> yeah. so stuff like that you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's more subtle than that and it happened about two or three times, and I thought those are three bad decisions. Maybe now is not the best time to, to draft. draft. So yeah. I just did it. The best time. To I draft. just did yeah. and record it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, we'll be seeing you online mm. pretty shortly, won't we? Now you're mm. geared up, ready to rock. Mm. Some good tales coming out of. Mm. What, are, what are we going looking for? Clever constructed. Clever constructed. <laughs> Pick, uh, the grind. Plays. Just call it the grind. Watch the grind. Well, watch what, the grind with Mishka. Yeah. And what are you? What are you aiming for? On you're, you're heading for uh, myth, top, mythic thousand. I'd like to get the mythic five hundred, so I don't have to worry too much about it. Yeah. Nice play. Well, you can tune and see that on twitch.tv forward slash Seven Line Hand soon. Yes. I'll, have, I'll have dudes on there soon. soon. Not just me. I guess that's not much entertainment. Okay, uh, any other last-minute tales? Um, Constructed's fun. It's actually really, really fun. Nexus Fate isn't that bad, don't worry. In best um, of threes, right? Yeah. In best of threes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Banned in best of ones, so don't try to play it there. Of course. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying Niv Mizzet right now. Niv Mizzet. Yeah, Niv Mizzet's fun. Yeah. In, what, what, what are you playing oh, it I'm in? I'm playing it in Tima and Grixis right now. Oh. Yeah, okay. so like play with... Um, uh, wilderness Reclamation, untap all your lands, and then just play all of your instants and sorceries. And, and Grixis play Treasure Map. And then just keep popping them. It's just fun taking out, taking, taking out someone's entire board just by playing loads and loads oh, and gonna, loads of... I'm going to cast a card draw spell. Cool. I'll kill your entire board. Um, yeah. Another one. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. I don't like how the triggers stack on Magic Arena. It's really annoying. It's quite annoying, but... Whatever. Yeah, they're killing was... all their stuff and they're probably conceding anyway. But... That mm. deck that I was talking about, the... Um, the um, thematic compass and the what else was it? Oh, and the um, smothering tithe of being attacked by millipedes. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize how many there were. Uh, no, they're everywhere. It's plague proportions again here in the, here in the pod. It happens every couple of years. <laughs> um, yeah, the smothering tithe thematic. It is compass. Compass. Isn't it? Yeah. And that was so annoying on <laughs> arena. 
because <laughs> I've never seen or heard of that before. Until stacked, you just it, yeah. so deep, but it was hilarious in the end because he what was it? It was the emergency powers. I had Nib Mizzard out, and he cast emergency powers twice, and oh, I just it's... killed him. I was like, thanks, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But his nice goes were so boringly long. Yeah. I almost just conceded because I thought, this is fuck. Just having to go resolve all. And then it's like decline, 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 decline. And it really, yeah. it was just so many things. Gross. Yeah, I think that was his play. It's just to annoy the other person. Yeah, but make people concede a, out of. If you're playing a get, you're not, you haven't got any real objective to scale the heights of um, tiers if you're playing a game that takes longer than. 10 minutes? Yeah. And that's my frustration with the Nexus decks. If you're playing Nexus of Fate, your games are going to go for significantly longer than any other deck. So you have to think that it's so good that it's worth doing that. Yeah, which means you not. have to have like a, a, a 60 plus win. percent win rate yeah. because otherwise you're just wasting time. Oh, like, also the- I'd much rather have a 55% win rate but play four times as many matches. Yeah, four times as many, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the other the, the final thing I'll say about Constructed is the, I think the actual best deck in the format is Mono White. Uh, or or, bl- or blue white aggro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's got the highest win percentage in in best of ones and best of threes on both of the stat tracking websites that I use. Right. Um. It's just everyone thinks it's easy to hate out, but it's just more resilient and um, responsive than mono red. So so I actually yeah I, th- think I think it's, it's, it's better than mono red, but I think it's, it's better than mono red. Slightly harder to play, but not really. Like, the, I'd like to have a go at that because I'm so sick of getting it's just uh, like, screwed. It's uh, rare and it's rare and mythic intensive. So if you don't already have history of Banalia, Banalish Marshall, Venered Loxodons and stuff, yeah, nothing good. Mm. Yeah, it might it might be close. I, it's the next deck I want to build because I think mm. that it's a way to level up and. Yeah, get the mono red feeling without having to just play. I want to. I've been playing mono red a lot just because I. It's like I said, I've got a high win percentage with that, and I just don't see a reason to stop at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to be playing more magic than mono red, uh, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's cut here and come back with some flavor text. Scores tied four each. Flavor text, flavor text, flavor text, flavor text, text, flavor text. It's uh, in the in the overall quiz. It's four to Aaron, four to Mishka. <gasps> Playing for a lot here, Mishka. I know my first victory <sighs> could happen. Now this, <clears throat> I I tried to gone gone gone. I tried to went. I tried to went. I tried to went easy, and I'm even going to tell you what the theme is. Ravnica religions, gold, gold. That's less cards, guys. Yep, right yeah. on. And um, and maybe maybe they'll um, I don't know. Maybe I might be able to surprise you with a couple. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor 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 text. Okay, flavor text number one. A gruel berserker is never unarmed. A gruel berserker is never unarmed. Thinking hard. Do you want a clue, guys? Look like you both got stuck. I'll give you a clue. Hmm. Mishka, would you accept a clue? I don't think so. Oh. I'm Ooh. not sure, though. Oh, I look so stupid if I get this wrong. I think I've got it, though. Okay. A gruel berserker is never unarmed. Putting a bit of pressure on there. Just by declining the clue. That's cool. I like it. It's like it. bluffing, yeah, bluffing yeah, to yeah. you that, yeah, he's got this. Get me good. Yeah, and then you just whatever. Doesn't matter if I don't know, I don't know, do. 
<laughs> okay. Flavor text number two. These new thopters are all well and good, but four eyes are better than none. These new thopters are all well and good, but four eyes are better than none. Did... Can I yeah. ask a clue and you answer it and we both get the answer, obviously. <laughs> well, th- I can decline to answer if I yeah, sure. Do split Can split cards have flavor text on them? I don't know if I want to answer. Sure, okay. This is weird because like both of the cards... No, no, never mind. These new thopters are all well and good, but four eyes are better than none. I'm looking forward to the discussion. Nah, no, no clue. I've forgotten every single card in this. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine, just forget about half of them, two thirds of them. Just remember the gold ones. I think you can. There's a there's a track of logic that narrows this down further. Mm-hmm. Okay, flavor text number three. Havoc is a small price to pay for data. Havoc is a small price to pay for data. Oh no, I know this one. <laughs> I read it just the other day. Oh, fresh on. All right, I'll just write in the scores here. Mishka four, Aaron four. Three points to be earned from a grill berserker is never unarmed. These new thopters are all well and good, but four eyes are better than none. And Havoc is a small price to pay for data. Okay, let's wind it back to the beginning. Aaron, you seem to have the most trouble with question one. A Gruel Berserker is never unarmed. What do you have? Savage Smash. Mishka, what do you have? Oh, for? no, I'm not so sure. Oh, no. A Gruel Berserker is never unarmed. Yeah, Savage Smash. Correct. Ah, <laughs> well played. Savage Smash. No, Did you really? <laughs> Well, that's playing. That's playing the game. That's how that's how it falls down. But you will be answering first on question two. Okay. Oh boy. Five apiece. Oh boy. Um. This is tight, man. This is tight. All right. These new thopters are all well and good, but four eyes are better than none. Mishka. I can't remember the name of the card. It's really frustrating me. Um, it's the defender six six. Is not it? Uh, the post deploy. <laughs> Going with what Aaron was talking about. Supposed to play? Deploy? Oh, Aaron, oh. What, what, what do you have? Yeah. What were you thinking? I don't know. I was thinking like Senate Courier or something because it's got to be like something with flying that's either just Thopters or something flying that is similar to Thopters. But I feel like it just... But I, I didn't think they could fit flavor text on the split yeah, cards. Yeah, neither did I. Um... I don't think it's Scuttlegator. Yeah, and there's the not very many cards that have Thopters on them. I'm going to say Deploy as well. It's the only thing that makes Thopters. Okay. Well, I think the line of thought was these Thopters are all well and good, meaning that this card is better than anything than that, that creates yeah, yeah, Thopters. Yeah. It's a Simic card. 
Uh, it's not a Simic oh, card. Okay. No, it's an Azorius. has to be an Azorius yeah. card. Yeah, and four eyes are better than none. Sort of tells you that... Because the Thopter's another people. threat. It's got to be a flyer. Yeah. And instead of it just being a Senate Courier that's just itself up in the sky, mm-hmm. it'd be something riding oh, upon Azorius the back sky of God? something flying, which is Azorius Skyguard. Oh, that was the line of logic. I thought you might. That's be good. Able that's to go, good. That's it's, good. It's definitely yeah. followable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think but I screwed that up. I reverse I've, engineered it. So I've I never played that card. I've Haven't never because I've, I've never yeah. opened it, or I've opened it really late when I've not been able to play it. And it, every time it gets played against me, it crushes me. Yeah, it's so good. It's yeah, pretty good. No, it is good. Okay, uh, who are we back to? Oh, so it's still five all. <laughs> Man, you both got to get it, or one of you got to get it to win, or none of you get it to draw as well. That would probably mean there's a... Can I not give my answer first? Well, yeah. Do you think you got it? Yeah, I think I got okay. it. You, and you have an answer? I have an answer. I'm not sure if it's correct. Okay. I'll just, I'll just say it. No, that's okay. I'll go to Mishka first. Havoc is a small price to pay for data, Mishka. Is it Galloping Lizard? Galloping Liz- Lizrog. 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 Oh, <laughs> that's a good answer. That might be it. I've cheated. <laughs> I'm going to say my answer. Applied biomancy. It's a tie. Neither of us got it right. Hey, Hydroid crisis. Is no way. Oh my God, really? I'm Have a not know. That's funny. That's, That's so it. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I it when I get a big name card across yeah, the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened with Sphinx's Rev. Yeah, last, I know. Last what was it? Um, uh, then was it the Angel Five Five Angel? Angel of Grace? No, the with first strike lifelink. It's oh the oh, other Lyra. one, Lyra. D- didn't you do oh, that no, last time when Aaron and I had both been playing Lyra all week, and then <laughs> and we put... got it, and I didn't know that she had even had flavor text yeah. on it. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to that play so flavor funny. text. Yeah, you never. I know. That. When I saw that, I thought that's far enough away from what the cards about to um, maybe weird, distract yeah. you a little bit. All right, that was uh, well, it's a tie, so Aaron wins. I just he's never been defeated. Again. <laughs> yes. okay. Uh, back with some other stuff right after this. Hot garbage. Uh, Mishka Matsol, what's your hot garbage? My hot garbage is the fact that they keep changing the ranked draft format in Arena. So right now it's Rivals of Ixalan. It was uh, what guilds, uh, before. guilds before that. Yeah. Just have the ranked draft format the same as the same as the most you're a new, recent new set. player. You're going to get smashed by players that have been around for a while. Exactly. You've never seen these cards before. Yeah. That's good hot garbage. Uh, Aaron Graham, what's your hot garbage? I don't want to draft against bots anymore. It's not real and it's nonsense and they don't know what they're doing. Can you just put in timed regular drafts, please? Love of God. But we won't be able to play gate stack anymore, Aaron. Oh, dear. <laughs> that was hot garbage. It's a Hey, look, there's been uh, a new set. Just smashed my uh, microphone there with some metal stuff. June 14th, guys. You know what's happening on June 14th? No, tell me. (gasps) It's a month before my birthday. Yay, send send your presents to Aaron Graham at... Seven Line Hand. Actually, just send it to Aaron at podcast at sevenlinehand.com. Yeah. Send your photographic birthday present. Send me a booster pack of Modern Horizons. Oh, Modern Horizons is coming out. It contains 249 new to modern cards, uh, 254 in total. So they've... So, uh, five, so five cards that are already well, it's in just, modern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Why bother? So it's a mix of... Repro- Maybe they'll be just updating the art. 
I used to oh, say yeah. from the shitty old art, but now I'm starting to fall in love with the old art. Mm. I don't want to see the old art go. Um, or maybe it's just Kev Walker's art. Oh, it's art. Lands. Right? They're just getting rid- nah, they're just getting rid no, of Kev Walker. Oh, Lands to support the limited format. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. know, oh, like, just, Fetches. they always have basic Lands. And, and, don't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Five, five basic Lands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're numbered. Uh, so it's no, a mix of... Re- sorry. They don't generally put basics in Masters style sure, yeah. packs. Mm. Oh, yeah. But oh, then but this, this is more normal. Yeah, yeah, it's 36 in a box, isn't it? With no foil in every pack. Yeah, okay. So it's a mix of reprints not yet legal in modern and new cards that celebrate both modern and Magic's rich history. Uh, modern Horizons will release on Magic Online June 13th. Uh, Modern Horizons is going to have a pre- pre-release event at local game stores June 8th to 9th. Woo! Cool. That'll be fun. That's exciting. Uh, and Aaron, this is my question to you. Does this all fit into the arena postmodern theory? This may have destroyed my arena postmodern theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's bad news, that postmodernist thing. The, yeah, like it, it makes the most sense to me by the way that I know that wizards work, which is do uh, a little bit of stuff after you announce what the format's going to be and, and this kind of thing. And so they went, modern, we've got this idea for modern, get people in, play test it, build the ban list, see what happens. And then when they print Delve and Khans, they don't give a shit about modern, but they go, oh, we should probably ban these cards. So they care about it that much. With Postmodern, I was like, they could actually like... Start afresh. Post-modern. Yeah, That's give good. a couple people the job of like, make sure that the cards that we're printing aren't going to break Postmodern. Uh, it all works in Arena because it's all programmed in there already. Everything interacts pretty nicely. It just makes sense. It does make perfect me. sense. No, I, I think you're actually correct. Brings I think there is going to be post-modern and Arena. Oh, okay. But I think on they're arena. setting up um, Modern Horizons to be the legacy format. So like, ah. so they're, they're like sort of shoving to the side legacy and vintage and they're just going to use Modern as like the eternal format that people can transition to yeah, eventually okay. so modern is legacy postmodern is modern standard is standard. draft and modern <laughs> is from 8th edition on including standard including yes, standard yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 8th edition never nothing ever rotates out yeah. it's only added to so what's postmodern then uh, Kaladesh onwards oh, which is what arena they programmed onwards. arena onwards yeah. Ar- yeah. yeah arena modern arena format modern arena no, what is a modern mo- arena? Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, in the round, like one of those stadiums. Yeah, col- yeah, Colossus Theater. Mm. Uh, all right, if we talked to you or about you and named your name on any of the on the stream or anything like that, uh, you can write to us at podcast at sevenlandhand dot com. We'll send you a hypermagic. No, we won't send you a hypermagic word badge. Wow, this is an old one that I forwarded on. Hot gar badge, maybe advertising tool. Oh, Matt even found some charging badger badges. Everyone oh, loves those. yeah. The classics. Uh, and, yeah, and don't forget you can get 10% off Carcass Zone by saying the password, Aaron. Do you know the, Which the is, password? I've got to lay a farmer in me field. You don't, well, you don't have to the do that. The farmer is in the field. Yeah, leave him alone, just, but he just <laughs> announced that he is in the field. Don't lay him. Lay, yeah, okay. Lay so, him down. So him. Uh, and you can uh, win... <laughs> Win Carcassonne. Just don't rape him. <laughs> don't. Win uh, Carcassonne by leaving a comment on the post for uh, episode, what was it, 141? It's at the top of our Facebook. No, 140. It's at the top of our uh, Facebook page right now. Glimmering with its Carcassonne four to five walls. 
That's a rock solid little game, Carcassonne. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a gateway classic, isn't it? These yeah. Days? And so if you're going to play it, you might as well pick it up now. It's 10% cheaper. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a fortnight. Uh, we're going to be talking about Fallout, mm. which is shaping up to be more exciting than what I thought. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's quite huh. a good, good little uh, yeah. wasteland exploring. I always get skeptical about licensed products, you know, designed by guys you've never heard of that mm. just work in house at Fantasy Flight. You think, yeah. oh dear. <laughs> but no, this seems this is going to be all right. Uh, well, Matt and I started that the other night. We get, we we did all the unboxing videos and that sort of stuff so we only had a couple of in hours sepia. left yeah did you see that mm. it's clever uh, it wasn't planned i just saw it at the last minute went what does this button do and i went keeping that old timing <laughs> yeah well it's like 1950s you know post-apocalyptic world stuff but you had the geiger the the the, yeah. the nuclear counter thing going on at the beginning as well yeah. it's effects that's where we got that back from the seven land hand skywalker ranch uh people <laughs> they did all of the effects for it uh yeah so that's gonna be fun uh, but yeah oh and keep out as the um as the spoiler season comes up we're thinking about doing a few quick fire seven line hand extras if we can get our skype and recording thing working oh yeah we'll get get you on the line instead do of in some... the pod and just go some what, what, what do you think of this news <gasps> what this card just came out <gasps> what, what is it what does it, what does it mean i <gasps> know oh, another planeswalker <gasps> that sort of stuff just, yeah I'll have I'd like, I, I, Aaron on the hot yeah, line. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm really keen for hot, hot little takes on yeah. on planeswalkers. And then when the set comes out and we find out whether we're right or wrong, we can just delete all the ones that we were wrong about. Oh, that makes so much sense. Nah, if anyone knows anything, it's like Matt and I doing unboxings. We just unbox and go, ah, oh, these meeples here are obviously for um, counting the amount of rads that you have in Fallout, and then we find out that they're, they're dice. <laughs> 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 Not at all, but we just say it with authority and stick to it until we learn how to play the game. Mm. Mm. I've got a very small segment here. It's called, uh, what cards do you want in Modern Horizons? What what prizes do you want in what? Cards do you want in Modern Horizons? Oh. Old Over cards. to you, Mishka. Old cards. Do I want to reprint it? Yeah. I think Brushwag. Nimble Mongoose. Oh, that would... <laughs> That would oh. change things up, actually. Charging Badger. I, it's it's already in modern. Is it? Yeah. What a guy. I didn't know. <laughs> you can load him up with all sorts of enchantments. And things. He's, I've got a box of a billion charging mad badgers Think around like here. something weird. Shaharazad. <laughs> Play a sub-game of magic using your libraries as decks. It's banned in Legacy and Vintage because it's nonsense. You play a sub game where your life total is five, and whoever wins that sub game loses half their life in the original game. <laughs> Sounds like an un- Actually, uncard. It, yeah, and they've made it an uncard called uh, Shahar Leaping Shaharazad. Yeah, it, it was um, play another game of play another game of magic under the table. Your life total is one. Whoever wins that, you know, loses half the uh, doubles their life or something. Um, Pretty funny. So <laughs> <laughs> bizarre. Um, the it just says it's gonna be a mix of reprints, not yet legal and modern, right? Yeah. So it could be commander this is products. Modern Horizons. It could be commander stuff. Commander yeah. cards. Ooh, interesting. Uh, Oversized commander cards. You just yeah. like to see <laughs> the occasional booster, just, just like four times like, the size. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's in that one? I wonder. Yeah. So they've said there's gonna be a um a pr- like a, a really exciting blue card that's a re- that's gonna be reprinted. I think it's just counterspell. I think counterspell's counter-spell? good. En- I think counterspell's good enough for for modern. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. But it's not. It's not. Ex- I think it. People have been asking about that since the beginning. When are you going to reprint Counterspell? And I think they know that the power level is not too high. It's just how do they reprint it into modern? This is the first opportunity. Yeah, had. sure. Okay. It's not Force of Will. But Force of Will would be fine in modern, I think. Oh, because it's a card disadvantage as well. Yeah, it's like actually just actively average. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you have to play a lot of blue, and there's no brainstorm to make you play blue. Yeah, we can discard Jace to it, like in Legacy. <laughs> yeah. I'd like him to do new art, new art for Ill-Gotten Fortune straight out of the, off the, on the back of it is coming out. In um, it's one of the five cards. That, yeah, that, it's already it's, in. It's already in. Yeah, <laughs> that art was really bad. It is, isn't it? We could have made that Just way a more exciting. Boy, in a it's raining money, in a making it rain. Days, Your skin cells? Yeah. Oh, this sounds like a bong. It doesn't sound like rain at all. <laughs> <laughs> good, good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>